Now entering Nerdist.com. You made it weird. You made it weird. You made it weird. Oh, yeah. You made it weird. You made it weird. Yes, you did. You made it weird. Oh, yeah. You made it weird with Pete Holmes. What's happening, weirdos? Uh, most of you probably know this, but this was a very sad and uh, heavy week. Um, my friend and friend of the show and a friend of the entire comedy scene, Harris Whittles, uh, passed away this week. Uh, very, very sad. Wonderful writer, he, wonderful stand-up, wonderful actor, and just a wonderful, kind, honest, effortlessly funny, warm person um, that I am going to miss very, very much. Super, super sad. Just so much uh, shock and um, numbness and then grief and just all the feelings. Just such a, such a loss. And I know uh, we'll, we'll all miss his uh, performances and everything that he gave to us. And all of us that knew him are going to miss him even more so because he was such a wonderful guy. I was going to re-release his episode, but I, I think that's kind of unnecessary. Uh, his second episode in particular... Um, People have noticed it. It's it's basically it's an important lesson. I think I haven't re-listened to it since the news um, because it's it's just too heavy right now. But I do know, you know, that hopefully that can be helpful in uh, for anybody that might be struggling with addiction or know somebody that's struggling with addiction. Hopefully Harris's story um, can uh, inspire people to get well and get help. Uh, as as trite as that might sound coming from me, I, I do mean that. Um, so please check that out. He's, he's been on the show three times, I believe a live episode and two, uh, regular episodes. And like I said, his second episode was the one where he really went into it and showed that unbelievable, hilarious and, uh, brutal honesty that I, I came to expect from him. Um, and just one more time, just such a, such a sad, sad loss. And, uh, I'm going to miss you, Harris. And I love you, man. Uh, it's 250 episodes, too. This seems so silly at this point, but uh, this is the 250th episode, and uh, it, it was obviously recorded before this news. Uh, we don't talk about it at all. It's Emily Gordon, who I've said many times is always one of my go-to, if not the favorite episodes that we did in the early run of the show, under 50, I believe. She's just so wonderful, and we joked in the middle of this episode that she ended up talking to me so much about what was going on in my own personal therapy, regarding my family, regarding relationships, whatever it was, uh, that it seemed like it was like a bonus episode, a special episode where she interviews me. Certainly we talk about Emily quite a bit, but she's so generous, generous in spirit and just a, a kind, open person that I ended up doing quite a bit of blabbing. So then after the fact, we were like, oh, that should be, <laughs> that should have been the 250th episode if we were going to do something like someone interviewing uh, me just to make it different as if there's not enough me on this show. Uh, but Emily is wonderful. Uh, the episode is wonderful. It's so funny. She's so candid. She's so honest. Check her out on Twitter and all that goodness and, uh, enjoy this episode. And again, if you have, uh, if you have it in your heart and you want to take the time, go ahead and re-listen to Harris as well. Uh, there's something, um, kind of appropriate about honoring him and listening to that and, and, uh, hearing what he was going through, if that helps at all. I don't know. But in the meantime, please enjoy this episode. Thank you for everybody that's been coming out on the road. Uh, no ad, no plugs. Um, hope to see you at a show soon. Thanks, guys. Oh, purple's a good color on you. Which one? This one? Yeah. I've been wearing this for three days because I don't <laughs> want to change it. <laughs> Thank you. 
Um, Val likes it too. It's a very good color on you. Thank you. I should just get more of it. Get though. more purple. And the, what are these pants and not jeans? No, these are jeans. They're good jeans. Thank you. Oh, they show jeans. Peter Pablo. <laughs> I haven't changed in three days. Your hair's looking good too. I haven't showered in two days. What's happening? I don't know. We've been kicking it. You kick it a lot, right? Kick it like just doing nothing. Yeah, I guess I mean kicking it. We're yeah, we're watching Better Call Better Call Solomon. I haven't seen it at all yet. You haven't seen Better Call Saul at all? Sol- Salamon? Salamander? Salamander. No, I have not seen any of it yet. Salamander? Salamander. <laughs> That's not correct. <laughs> I, 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 I'm really enjoying it. I wonder if what we... Uh, oh, God, what a pretentious thing to say. I just wonder if our involvement in TV and stuff makes it like more difficult to enjoy things a and little bit. It does. I, I know that uh, when somebody gets a guest starring, like Andrew Reynolds, uh, yeah. when his show got canceled, the first thing I thought was, now he'll get to come back to Girls. Because he left Girls and right. like this, like, oh, we're fighting. Oh, he's Elliot. Circumstance. I, I don't Elijah. Know Elijah. Elijah. Yeah. Sorry, and it was an E name. Uh, he's great. He's so fantastic on that yeah. show, but I was like, oh, he'll get to come back. I asked old Judd Apatow where he went. Cause, uh, the new normal. By the way, it's like people don't – my girlfriend's name is Val, right? People, sometimes we say Val and I keep waiting for people to pick up that that's her name, but I still get people being like, what's her name? What's her name? That's super weird. I say Val, Val. once or twice. Maybe they think you're saying Val. Valve. valve. <laughs> I've been seeing this valve. It's a suction valve. So I just put my dick in it. Yeah, it's it's just, like <laughs> kind of like a one-note relationship, really. <laughs> not doing so well. I don't really give talking. it – well, I give it something, but I mean I don't really do much It takes more. something. It takes, it takes for me. <laughs> like a lot of girlfriends. Oh, oh wow. it takes. <laughs> but uh, what was I saying? Why did I bring that up? Uh, Elijah. Oh yeah, we watch girls together. I, I would watch girls anyway, though. I'd it's like to point out, it's such a great show. I like it. I, this season specifically, I love. This season, my only criticism, and it's a good one. <laughs> like if I were Leanie Duns, mm-hmm. I would want this criticism. Is that I always want more. I wish it was an hour show. I kind of do too. You know I, what I mean? Yeah. They yeah. Do, it's almost like a music video, and like it's just the fillet so of quickly. the scene. Yeah. It's just the crux. Yeah. It's just the moment where like. Did you watch the most recent one? I did. Where her dad and they have that sweet moment and you're just like... So lovely. Uh, but like that could have... I want to see that. that yeah. I know he's like a famous actor and I'm not Peter familiar. Scolari. Peter Scolari. I don't know how I know his name, Peter but I Peter Scolari. <laughs> I know Joey Tata. I don't know who that is. It's Nat from the Peach Pit. Nat <gasps> Tuna. Joey Tata. Joey. I always said Tata. Oh, I say Tata. <laughs> hey, you say Tata, I say Tata. If I were a magician when I did the trick, I'd go, Joey Tata. <laughs> And then he'd be the only one in the audience but clapping. you are not. <laughs> I could be. Can I get my notes? Just in, oh, I'm sorry, Katie. How are you? Oh, for God. Um, oh, for God's sake. I've been sake. finding 90210 marathons on, uh, there's a certain network that just shows them all day long. Is that right? Yeah. Uh, on Tuesdays. It's still good. Thank you, KT. It's good in the way that uh, it's just only good if you watch it for this, like, that you've seen it before. It's yeah. only good in nostalgia sense. If you saw it for the first time, you'd be like, what in the holy fuck? Everything was much slower back then. I, like, I was watching uh, Wonder Years. Yeah. And the very funny John Friedman did that thing, Wonder Years, without the narration. Yes. It was very, very funny. Where they funny, just stare at each other. Just- <laughs> They're having the most awkward. This is his joke. It's John Friedman, very funny. Very guy. funny guy. He. It's an internet video, I believe. I have. Te- oh, there it is. Little piece of my couch stuck yep. on me. Anyway, I. Uh, well, I'm watching The Wonder Years, and it's obviously great, but it's great because I've seen it before. Absolutely. And it's not great in the sense like. It, uh, it's comfortable. Thing, it's comfortable, but it's also a little slow. Yeah. I mean, obviously, everything feels so slow. That's I watched. True. I watched Top Secret. 
and it felt slow. There's no way. It really? It felt a little bit slow. I wonder if Hot Shots would do that, too, because Hot Shots, to me, was like mile a minute. I minutes. know, but now that's like normal. If you go back and listen to hip-hop songs, older hip-hop songs, I have the same issue where I'm like, yeah. Oh, we thought Jay Z was rapping so fast on yeah. Hard Knock Life, and yeah, he's yeah. like, "Oh, actually, I'm talking about things in this tone of voice." Like he's he's just kind of then chatting. Bone Thugs came in, and yeah. all we got was Miss Uncle Charles, y'all. <laughs> I wonder if that guy's name really was Charles, if it just rhymed with y'all. I can't imagine Charles but is. He went by Chucky, but Charles is a better rhyme. Yeah, it really is. But the memory. The memory. <laughs> I met Bone Thugs at the red carpet of the BET Awards. How are they recently? No, it was when we were doing the in the nineties. <laughs> <laughs> I was at the height of their fame. It was very hard to get close to them. They still get invited to the BET Awards, huh? I feel like the BET. Oh, I don't want to shit on the BET Awards, no. but I feel like they have a longer memory. I'm okay. not shitting. I'm just no, saying no, they I have think a longer memory. They're embracing memory. nostalgia in a way that I think a lot of. I mean, ACDC opened up the fucking Grammys. Maybe this year. we all like nostalgia. Yeah. I don't know. Here's what I'm saying. I was at the BET or I was on the red carpet. I haven't done the Grammys. I haven't done anything else. I don't watch those other things, so I don't know. But I did notice that the BT Awards had an appreciation for like Ladies Love Cool James. Oh yeah, and he hosts uh, everything now. Nelly, yeah, you know Nelly has. I'm not shitting on Nelly. I would never. I would Nelly shit on Nelly. Okay, I don't know. I would Nelly. You want to take that again? I would Nelly shit on Nelly. Are you having a stroke? Look, I would Nelly shit on Nelly. That would be the best. If I ever know that I'm having a stroke, I'm going to go look. I'd Nelly shit on Nelly. Oh no, this was foretold. Why don't we have safe words in our lives? For yeah, for when we're having strokes. Yeah, probably because you'd panic and not think about. I don't know. Yeah, no, no, you're gonna panic. Sexually, it's crazy that that's one of the things that can happen. Yeah. So, uh, um, yeah, I recently read all (laughs) of. Did you write down stroke? stroke. (laughs) Nice. Write down safe word. I'm writing on safe word. I recently read all of the Fifty Shades of Grey uh, trilogy. Oh, it's a trilogy. Unfortunately, it is a dick and the balls. Each one gets a book. Yeah. (laughs) The first one's a dick, and then and then left ball, right ball. Or it could be breasts and vulva. It could be, but it's the dick. <laughs> it's definitely the dick. It's written by a lady, right? Written by a lady, yeah. It started out as Twilight fan fiction. It did? Yeah, and then... So the vampire was like, I have a necktie now. Exactly. And then she, that's why it's set in Seattle, because she, they were like, ooh, he's the hottest bachelor in Seattle. <laughs> like, okay. <laughs> Who the fuck is that? Um, but... <laughs> Those guys do look like vampires. Part of the they year. They do. They're very pale. Part of the year. Very pasty. It's a rainy Seattle it's joke. It's a rainy, rainy Seattle joke. But, uh, <laughs> and they, uh, there's a, a whole safe word thing in there that uh, I just Oh, what's their safe read. word? I want that to be my Gmail password. <laughs> 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 Mr. Gray, stop. Is his name Mr. Gray? His name his name is Christian Gray. It's a God. bit much. It's a bit much. Tyler Perry and female written things. Yeah. Like Mr. Big. Like, like you love like the silly Mr. <laughs> I shouldn't have made that generalization. I was thinking of Sex in the City and and Tyler Perry stuff tends to what was that serious one? It was oh, like um, it wasn't deeds, but it was like Oh, yeah, fuck. What was that called? It's not Mr. D. No, you're right. It's not Mr. D. It was like the way, like, I feel like, uh, I don't know how to put it. Uh, some other movies got it out of their system in the 90s. And yeah. Then, and then things like like Tyler Perry that, like, kind of blew up. He's going through that period of his enterprise now where it's still kind of Just fun. things weird. To be like, if the movie is called, like, Lynx, <laughs> and then it's like, James Lynx. <laughs> Is tired of your shit, you know what I mean? <laughs> but like we, we everybody did it, like. Yeah. But like, anyway, it's having a rebirth. A movie with like Tyler Perry. Disgrace, and then your character's name is Grace, and she like goes through some fucked up shit. Yeah, I think we, that's a fun idea. We loved it. Yeah, we still kind of love it's not, it. It's all right. Goodwill Hunting was 
always bad. That was terrible. I, I love that movie to the death, and I still love it. But the fact that his name is Will Hunting. It's a bit much. And it's called Good Will Hunting. It should have been called Math Mind Working Class Boy. <laughs> and it still would have been great. That's how good it is. That's how good it is. I also Which is hate... what it was called in Japan. That's probably Because <laughs> the pun didn't work. So Malaysia, it maybe. <laughs> Math Mind Working Class Boy. I do like looking up what uh, movies are called in other countries because it is often weird. And oh, like Pearl Harbor was like, uh, sorry about this. Was like the day that is okay, you know? Yeah, the day that we won one, <laughs> and then it led to something bad. That's what it's called in Japan. <laughs> it's a very cumbersome title. Very cumbersome. But they love English. But, uh, better than the original for them because oh. they don't care about Pearl Harbor. I also hate when bands uh, say their own band name in the in a song. Do you oh, know when bands do that? Yeah. yeah. It or doesn't the, happen that often. Even the name of the album can you go oh, either way. Too much. Sometimes I like it. Like uh, Frightened Rabbit, Midnight Organ Flight, which is what he called, or uh, Fight, I believe. Okay. Midnight Organ Fight? Or no, or Flight. To know. Fight or Flight. It's, 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 <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> I think it's Midnight Organ Flight. I don't which like Which is what he calls sex, I think. Oh. Like it's Midnight oh. Organs, but your sh- organs fly. Now, that's a really interesting thing. Is fight it a would fight? Be or is it well, a flight? Katie just left. <laughs> So, no, no, no. Go pee. I'll Google. <laughs> like, we're uh, incapable of Googling. Uh, I've got to focus on the words I'm saying. Uh, there's a horror, There's a band called My Life with the Thrill Kill Cult that I listened to in the 90s. And then in, like, several of their songs, they just go, My Life with the Thrill Kill Cult. Uh, That's too long of a name. Uh, nobody likes to it. sing. It's fight. It's fight. I looked it up. That is kind of better. It's better. But also worse. Sometimes I think about sex sometimes in... Uh, have you ever stopped... This is a kind of obvious observation. A lot of comedians, but we're not doing stand-up. We're just talking. We're just talking like friends. I will sometimes not have sex because I, I jump too far ahead. Like, for me to have good sex, you have to stay in the moment. Okay. So you're kissing, but then, like, my overactive brain, if it's feeling overactive that day, sometimes I have a wrangle on it, but sometimes it's overactive and it'll go like, oh, where does this lead? This leads to, like, that sort of foreplay thing, and then it just leads to, like, banging genitals, like, just slapping <laughs> <laughs> Which you know does I mean? take the magic out of it a little it, bit. It takes it out. If yeah. you just see it for what it is, you go like, well, that's a waste of time. That's, like, what a stupid thing. That's why every third time I just stop it in some point in the thing and go, no more. And then that way you're always left guessing. It could stop. I don't know. We don't know if it's going to happen this time. You mean in the middle of sex? <laughs> that's it. Or maybe like just about... Just pre-insertion. No, we're done. Yeah. Get out of here. Oh, keep it keep it yeah. frisky. Keep it frisky. Keep it frisky. <laughs> you know what I wanted to ask you is that uh, you and Kumail both have maintained your looks. And that's Ooh. something that Val and I... You don't think so? Oh, that's very kind of you to say. Yeah. You don't feel we, that way? No, we were How just... How do you feel? <laughs> we were just looking at pictures of ourselves when we first started dating. And we both were like, wow, we look like babies in these photos. Well, but you're always going to look younger. I do feel like I look better. I, I'm, I'm looking better as I'm getting older. And I know that's going to stop at some point. Well, it's harder for ladies, but you're yeah. you're doing it great. Oh, thanks. I don't want to be weird, but Oh, thanks. <laughs> this is the Indoor Kids podcast <laughs> where we make it super indoor. <laughs> <laughs> Keep it indoor. <laughs> Keep it kids. Uh, but the idea of like now, you know, I'm seeing somebody and obviously it's it's serious and it's lovely and Her name's Val. Her name is Valve. Her name is Valve. I don't want that to catch Release on. Release Valve. I don't want it to catch on. Um, they won't. Don't it's call It's not it that. catchy enough. Uh, but anyway, uh, she and I, like, I start seeing, like, here's an overshare. 
when I'm a single man, mm-hmm. I'll give the old pubes a, a once over with like a, a thing over it. Okay. Just yeah. to, as I like to say, to keep the sleepy hollow midnight Tim Burton branch ones. <laughs> you don't want those go going so into far. somebody's eye. Yeah, <laughs> That'll learn me. Why is it just a few of them? It's so weird. It's true for everybody. Can we fucking get it together? <laughs> get like, it together. Be a unified group. Pubes. Grow at the same rate of there, speed. Yeah. There's always one fucking Mensa hair that's like, <laughs> I'm better. You're not better. Better. You're worse. Someone praised you too much as a kid. That's right. He got too much love <laughs> from you, from me, probably. <laughs> well, he is on the left. No, I'm just. <laughs> oh. But now I don't anymore. And you know, uh, Val was like, "That's fine." Uh, she didn't even say that's fine. She was like, "I didn't even know." I yeah. doesn't. I'm not like a hairy person. But that's. It's just like the mentality yeah. of doing something. And you guys appear to go to the gym and stuff. Yeah, we go to the gym, but I that's try annoying. to. It is annoying. Uh, both of us, I feel like, do that a little bit for the other person, but mainly for ourselves, yeah. which took a while to get to that point yeah. that we were doing it for ourselves and not the other person. But um, Wait. Oh, it's better that you're doing it for yourself. Exactly. Obviously. Then, like, oh, I completely agree. Gotta keep that man, you right. know? Right, right, right. Um, but I still like. Uh, gotta <laughs> keep that, like, living in fear. <laughs> Terrified. Any day I could go. <laughs> so, anyway, uh, Barrio, yo, well. What were you saying? Uh, what you was just I saying? You're saying you work out. Yeah, we both. Um, and I, I do try to like. Uh, you want to maintain a little bit of mystery. I just like my. I have known couples, maybe couples that even created me, that like pee with the door <laughs> open. Yeah. And I, I'm just never gonna be. I'm never gonna be that. You girl. close the door and kick him out. Kind of close the door because. What to, if he's taking a long Pakistani bath? That's why we have several <laughs> bathrooms. Oh. <laughs> I will not abide by. Uh, I, yeah, we're not that couple because I just I want some mystery to stay there. I'll tell you this: I don't mind a uh, public pee. I, I, in fact, I kind of okay. like it. I, I think that's sweet. Okay. In fact, I think we were recently at somebody's house. Or was it? It doesn't matter. It wasn't. It was either our house or somebody else's house. But it happened while someone else was there. Like someone else was probably in the kitchen, being like, "What the fuck is going on?" But like, it had to happen. I, I had Why to go. Why did it have to happen? What was she doing in the bathroom that you were also needing to be there? I don't know her hair or something. Oh, okay. You know, woman. But you thing. have multiple bathrooms. Yeah, but you got to go upstairs. <laughs> what am I? What am I? What am I? A butler. <laughs> What am I, a pee butler? I take the pee where it wants to go. No, I drop it. It's like when you're in the grocery store and you realize you don't want the Quaker Oats. Yeah, you just you put do? them back where, wherever. wherever you wherever want. Wherever the fuck. That's how I am with urine. <laughs> That's why your health smells so terrible. Right? <laughs> any aisle. Thing everywhere. Any place. I don't give a shit. No respect for the stalkers. But you know what is weird for me? And I give this a lot of thought. I'm one of those weird people that even like my sexual appetite will be satiated partially just by like touching and snuggling and kissing and like con- mm-hmm. so if you're getting constant affection whereas you know Val and I used to be long distance so when we would see each other after a long time you'd just be like Jack Nicholson in, in the wolf movie wait i haven't seen that movie so i'm I not sure i just mean sure. my pubes would be crazy <laughs> That all be meant to your pubes. eyebrows would be going up and down. <laughs> I just mean like that was an easy that that's like a very cheap and easy way to get in touch with like like desperate love like pa- yeah. passion what we call passion sure whereas I I, I I don't resent it but I'm just kind of like so like kind of sex where you don't knock over the lamp isn't passionate I guess I guess it's not yeah but the problem is is like if you watch a three hour movie with me mm-hmm. on the couch and you're touching and you know. It's not a regular woman. It's your girlfriend in the sense that, like, you can touch her boobs and it's not like, whoops. Right? Yeah. So that tension is gone and then there's no release of the tension when you're finally doing the forbidden thing. This was one. Remember when I was on my big polyamorous kick? Yeah. 
that I used to think about that all the time. And I'm going to put this to you now. I would be in the airport and I would see like a very nice looking couple, usually in their 40s, but they were just done with each other. Like yeah. they weren't even like touching the smalls of backs or helping each other with their just like uh, ignoring each other. Bags of look. Yeah, just ignore it. Of course. Yeah. Because you've watched too many three hour movies. Yeah. And you've been together for 20 years. And you're and on like, a fucking 10 hour flight. You hate everybody. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So you're already grumpy. But I was kind of checking this older woman out. And it wasn't creepy, but I remember just thinking, like, doesn't she deserve to have, like, the novel thrashing that I would offer her? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I was saying, I was. We all deserve a novel fr- thrashing. But then, doesn't the person you love, doesn't, let's put it to Kumail, uh, just to make it strange. Sure. Doesn't Kumail deserve, and I'm not saying he does. <laughs> I'm actually way more for fidelity now. And, and, oh, okay. And it suits me so much. And we have not had this conversation yet. Yeah, well, I? we can talk about it. But you, I think people listening to the podcast probably noticed that it was something that was very fascinating to me. I still enjoy talking about it as I sure. am with you right now. But it's not really my goal. Yeah. You know what I mean? And it's not how Val and I are. It's just kind of like interesting to still discuss these things. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I would talk about this with her. It's like, doesn't Kumail, just for sake of the conversation – Deserve – it's almost like – I don't know why it's women being ravaged more. But doesn't Kumail deserve to be like really tossed around by some woman that is like fu- – and I don't mean his comedy. Just like fucking nuts yeah. for him and yeah. who he is. Not a fan. But just like something that you and I can't provide our partners. I think you can. Do you, Yeah. What do you mean? What do you do? Well, so so that's a to, good answer. Okay. So uh, I think you have to do a couple things. One, I think to me keeping uh, is like – an element of uh, if this were the first date you guys were on, we we try we talk about this a lot. If this was the first date we were on, would you want a second date? Like when we're out Ooh, together? Emily rough Gordon, shit. It's rough shit. I always say you were my favorite. <laughs> yeah, I, whenever I people ask, I say you were my favorite. And I was like, why haven't I had Emily Gordon back on? And just that. <laughs> God, the wellspring. I'm not saying we do it all the time. We're not it's perfect. Because sometimes we'll bitch at each other and be like real overly whatever with each other. Yeah. But like we try to like, you know, both of us are like, okay, well, if this was the first date, would you want a second date with this person? Fuck you They're both. just on their phone the whole time, yes. like barely talking to you. So you kind of have to keep up. You have to do your Which part one of in the little dance. Oh, yeah, guess. <laughs> and he has to have the huge fucking flavor flav phone. Oh yeah, like I took it from the, him and threw it across the, the room. The size of the clock. That it's Flav so wore. huge. It is a very large one. He should wear it around his neck like and a badge, for, like, a, <laughs> <laughs> like a, a lanyard. Yeah, <laughs> that lets you into nothing because we all have them. We all. It's have not them. your magic power. It's nothing. We can... could all be checking at any point in time. Every, my mom gets emails. We choose not to. We're not looking at them. <laughs> it's so. So fucking frustrating. It's weird. He's and a for somebody that like checked, I don't care. For somebody that checks his phone so much, he never replies to because my text. That's the thing. He will. You told he'll me. look at things and then just not reply to them, and then they just go you into the ether. You have to have a. If you look, you reply. you reply, or you hit star, which is what I do on emails. I just don't look. I I will read the preview, but mm-hmm. I won't read the whole thing until I'm ready to reply. That's smart. Well, uh, it's because I know I'm like Kumail. Yeah, he. Uh, yeah, he will check his phone on a constant basis, and uh, yeah, nothing's really happening. And sometimes I'll, in, if we're in public, I'll like tap him under the table to be like get off your phone we're with our friends and yeah. he'll turn to me and go I just got an important email and I'm like you're now ruining the whole bit <laughs> where I was tapping you surreptitiously <laughs> under the table yeah it's a fun Can time I tell you something that my therapist has just taught me oh. before we go back to would you want a second mm-hmm. date I don't care why you're doing it. I just want it to stop. Ooh, that's good. Isn't that a good one? Did your therapist say that to you about something you were doing? No, no, no. He said it. Uh, <laughs> no. <laughs> what a great therapist. No, no. I don't care why you're doing it. But, but I mean, like, it's come up so much. Yeah. I, I realized that, like, uh, I was I was having, like, a little um, disagreement with my mom. And it, it was about, like, 
Um, I'm trying to think. It happened on a couple things, and one of them I was okay sharing, <laughs> and I can't remember which one it was. But I actually got to use it. Oh, it was it was like this. It was like uh, I don't want to gossip about uh, people, mm-hmm. and she was like. But it's fun. Like, it's one of our things. And, I, like, I, I don't have anyone else. Let's say she said, I don't have anyone else to gossip with. Mm-hmm. I don't care why you're doing it. Yeah. That's why you're doing it. Yeah. I just wanted to stop. And I couldn't believe it. My mother's not combative. She's a wonderfully sweet woman. But she just heard it. She was like, I got I got you. Oh, it works. As if she had, like, had been heard waiting before. for this <laughs> silver bullet. Yeah. It's one of those phrases that is just, like... It, it's changed my life. That's amazing. Because normally when you register a complaint, people go like, yeah, but I, I, I'm so... Don't hot. care. Don't care. Yeah. Yeah. Don't, please don't eat my food. I don't have food. I'm blowing blood. That's why you did it. I don't... Yeah. No. Like not you, important. You don't have to say, well, I don't care. I like saying, I don't care why you did sure. it. Sure. But you can say like, that's why you did it. I, it it's not important, not important why you did it. Yeah. I just don't want it to happen. Yeah. I have definitely said to people like, oh, I register your rationale. Yeah. Who cares? Like, who cares? Move on. Like, it's a don't... beautiful thing. Yeah, yeah. Because I that think is good. maybe people our age or, or maybe everybody that's alive, I'm not sure, just has a hard time just owning, like, I don't like not seeing their Taking side. Taking responsibility. Right. So yeah. you can say, like, no, I get the counter argument. I understand. Yeah. We're, we're in a world where, like, every movie shows you now what the bad guy was thinking. Well, that's my thing. You know I, I mean? blame origin stories 100% for, like, superheroes them? and supervillains because now everybody's like, but, 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 but this thing happened. So yeah. that's why I'm like this. Like, <laughs> okay, great. So that I don't care why. why you have a yeah. death ray pointed at Florida. <laughs> I just want it to yeah. stop. Oh, you had a bad childhood? Great. I can show you 15 other people who right, right, had right, a bad right. childhood. And they and didn't do anything. No death rays. Right, right, right. Uh, so that doesn't really justify right. what you're doing whatsoever. No kryptonite football that you throw <laughs> to Superman. And he's so all-American he has to catch he, it. Immediately. Even if he's doing other shit. Yeah. He's like, ah, I'm working at the paper. But uh, gotta get this. Is there anyone worse than Superman? He's kind of the worst. He's the, I, I, get a, I get some shit about hating Superman, but I get more love than I get hate. And it doesn't matter. I Other just people him. feel it. People are like, he's like the all-American football hero, and he, we hate that. He's a lie. Well, Where, and he wears fucking. I know. I'm not saying it's not true. I'm just. I mean, saying, it is not true because he's a made up character. Sometimes I have a hard time even with uh, Captain America because I'm like, I I love him. I actually really love Captain America, but I know I'm like, I'm getting a very subtle dose of like America. What man should be? Yeah, and what an American man should yeah, be too. Absolutely. And he, I I love those movies, but they do have like a twinge of like. You can trust us. We're America. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Like, we won't, we won't launch that thing that could uh, watch everybody. We're good guys. But we did do that thing that you didn't like. You know what I mean? <laughs> I but Captain America a... throws a knife. Yeah. 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 And, <laughs> and his weird sh- shield. Oh, and he shoots people. Yeah, shot I think people. at a couple points he shoots people. Uh, I call this big swinging dick movies. We're just like, big swinging American dick. Just out there. And I never feel more like a silverback gorilla than watching the Bourne movies. Bo- I do too. Bond movie. I, I love that stuff. I don't think it's male uh, or female. It's just like we love watching high-functioning primates. Sherlock is the same. Uh, the Imitation Game is the same. We just hmm. like watching people that are like, that one's the alpha <laughs> in whatever way they are. the best at the thing. Yeah. Sherlock. That's true. Sherlock goes like, I can tell by the way you put your coffee cup that you you did it. Yeah. Like, don't we all wish that our brains worked that way? If it wasn't for Sherlock, no one would have a crush on Benedict Cumberbatch. That's true. You'd, yeah. all, you'd be calling the cops and going, there's a white wisp of a man <laughs> in my bushes. There's a weird little alien and man. And that's where he'd be. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yes. Oh, I hello. deduce I'm about to come. I'm a nice guy. <laughs> uh, I love Sherlock, but I only want, I only love Sherlock. I mean, I'm fine with him. But, like, I only have, like, whatever girl crush, because we all do, on Sherlock. Oh, you are in love with the character. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, mm. like, that's the guy you want. The guy who is, like, super, super smart, 
like kind of doesn't give a shit about you, makes you prove it. Like that's a that's a fantasy. Of course sure. it is. Yeah. Yeah. It's like a mild rape fantasy. <laughs> it's like the most mild. If a rape fantasy is like a ten. The guy who kind of ignores you and is just a genius. It's like a reverse rape fantasy in some ways, right? <laughs> I, 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 I regret bringing this I regret, up. <laughs> I regret responding to it, so let's move on. <laughs> so you go on dates and you and you actively, like, I mean, your relationship is doing great. Yes, we I mean, is it? Yeah, we're doing, yes, I mean, absolutely. I, I, this isn't that sort of show, no, but no, no. you guys always yeah, we're seem doing, like you're doing great. We're doing great, and uh, we try to keep uh, our time... I think sometimes I even, just because I can touch any part of him and he can touch any part of me, I think sometimes oh, yeah. we on, t- on purpose kind of like don't do that Pull just back. because it then... Well, that's what going out is. Yeah. That's what I've yeah. rediscovered, that's which true. is like you go to a restaurant or you go out with Can't your friends. Can't touch her boobs. Can't touch them. Mm-mm. And then they come back. And they're there. It's good to miss <laughs> boobs. It's good to miss a dick. It's good to like yeah. Yeah, build up a, like a, oh, I really would like to have that happen. Right. Um. And then, one one night away too uh, is yeah, huge. That's very like, huge. that's the heroine of of this. Yes, it's like the extreme version. Absolutely true. Uh, and then you just kind of have to like uh, you, you kind of have to sometimes maybe pretend every once in a while, like kind of yeah. have a little thing in your head of like not that you're pretending they're another person, but like yeah, no. pretending you haven't seen each other in a long time, pretending it's your first time. Yep, any of that stuff. You know what I did for the first time that was very new to me was I uh, we were reading something Dan Savage wrote about this, and he was talking about like, have you had him on this? No, He'd wouldn't be he be great? Yeah. I'm like afraid to have him on. I'm it's one of those people that's like so smart and so good that you're afraid of just being like, so what? Uh, he'd be like, you're wrong. Yeah, well, <laughs> I'm just afraid of giving him the obvious question. Sure. But yes, I would love to have Dan Savage on, and I should, I'm going to write that write down. Write that down. Dan, Fred, Sav- now we won't do it. Oh, God. <laughs> at fake, fake Dan Savage. Uh, bo- uh, what? That's his uh, Twitter account, it, at fake Dan Savage. Oh, very not TJ Miller. Of right? <laughs> Uh, but anyway, which I remember when TJ started doing that. When his email address changed. And I also remember his website. TJ, TJ Miller, Miller does, does not, not have, have a website. website. Yeah. And I was like, that's just bad business. That worked out fine. It's sure Doing did. fine. I don't think any of his success is because of his website. <laughs> There's a lot of people at Amblin that have no idea he has a website. I don't think that any comedian needs a website anymore, really. It's completely true. It's kind of pointless. You need uh, 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 something that has your tour dates if you're going to tour. That's yeah. it. Yeah. But I mean. But like people don't need. Like, they don't necessarily need to see a bunch of photos of you or, like, your headshots in one place or, like, the fun thoughts that you have or a link to your blog. It's a joke. No. It's unnecessary. It's ridiculous. Websites now just become catch-alls for all the other things. It's like, so you have your Instagram feed. You have your Twitter feed. One place for all of your things. And then the rest is fucking stupid. But I still go into all these meetings where they just print the bio from the page. Yeah. And it's a bad bio. I I could You got to update that bio. I could. It's very easy. They made it easy. I can update it. But I don't. So it still says stupid shit. That I don't care about. But here's what Dan Savage said. He said, like, when he feels lust for another person, and I don't believe he is polyamorous. I think he's like. Yeah, he's pretty monogamous. He's his, monogamous. His husband is a gorgeous human being. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> Ridiculous. That's funny. I always pictured him being the good looking one and him having You're, some like toadstool. All I want to do is picture them having sex on a near constant basis. That's they interesting. are gorgeous. Are, yeah. does, does dude on dude intercourse uh, do oh, it for you? Oh, fuck yeah. Fuck yeah. <laughs> I like dude on dude and I like lady on lady. I like all of it. Yeah. Really? Mm hmm. Is it dude on dude because it's a – I know it's not a taboo really, but it's a little bit of a taboo. So is lady on the lady, it's I something guess. something I wouldn't but... normally see or be a part of, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. I don't need to see what super I mean up is... close shots of like dicks and butts. Yeah. Dicks going no in the butts. No one does. I don't even like that in straight porn. I just That's don't like that. That's one of those things and I'm so glad that like you go buy some 
thumbnail of a gaping butt. And I'm like, just oh, like, I'm, I'm so out. glad that, that I'm not like, sock? oh, oh, yeah. fuck, don't even I'm so say sorry. that. I'm sorry. But it's a person, not a puppet. I don't want to see. It's a person, not, not a, a puppet. puppet. That's a t-shirt. <laughs> oh, my God. No one should wear that. No one will. No, <laughs> no one will ever see it. Uh, but is it, because for me, watching pornography, which I've been off for quite a while. Oh, have you? Uh, yeah, I still, I consider myself off, but I still look at it very rarely. Just for the news. <laughs> <laughs> Just the articles. <laughs> what I mean is I don't, I, I don't like being uh, hard on myself in any way. Yes. You know what I mean? Like I had, uh, Joe DeRosa had some special candies at his house and it seemed important that I eat one and I ate one and it clearly had butter in it. And I was like, I didn't beat myself up about sure. that from going away from vegan. I'm still like, I'm, I'm still a vegan. I just ate this fucking stupid, was mis- it, it wasn't even candy? good. Oh. I didn't even like, the taste of butter was really gross Joe DeRosa's butter candy. <laughs> I made them myself. Please eat it. He made them? No, he didn't make Aww. it. But, uh, but I, I was also a little drunk. But anyway, I ate it. <laughs> but then like uh, I consider myself off porn because on porn is like that habitual every day, every yeah. other day. Even every week to me is like oh, being okay. like on porn. So I'm like off of it in that way. But I will say the number one thing that turns me on about pornography is that they let them film it. Like I can't get over it. <laughs> They're allowing this to happen. That, like, because I was raised so prudishly, yeah. that the turn on for me is I'm like, you know, people are jerking off to this, right? And you like it, yeah. Don't you? There is a little bit of yeah, that. I'm sure. not proud of that, but that's like the base level of my brain. That's like, oh, you're you're dirty. You're doing something dirty. <laughs> but like, if you're honest, like people love shit like that. It's like, and then we went in the bathroom and she blew so that's me. That's what I say. Would you're you like dirty. that? Not really. No, okay, I'd be that's like. That's not a thing. Eh. I would say I'm, I've never I'm had into that, that happen, so I don't know if I would. I'm like kind of into that. I like that idea, and I do feel like that's a thing that uh, maybe Kumail and I did more of earlier on. That we uh, like that's like we should bring that back in. Maybe I don't it's know. hard though. That goes it back to what gross. we're saying. It can be gross. It's not. I'm not saying it's gross. I'm oh. just saying it's difficult to. For me, again, it's one day away. I am so attracted to my girl. I love her so much, and there's no. It's just that's my favorite thing. But like. When we, uh, it, it's just one of the things that, like, it's hard to manufacture without separation. Yeah. And I'm just saying, like, we had one night apart, and then it, it, it was the sort of thing where it's like, oh, we're back at, like, a 10. But, like, it goes away with snuggling and watching. And yeah. I, and I don't want to be the kind of... You got to cut back on your snuggling, maybe. Really? I think it's like a... You and Kumail don't just snug the second We do you sometimes. Home? We do. We definitely do sometimes. But to there's me, there's like... sometimes snugging. It's a, it's a sometimes snuggle. We, I mean, we always are affectionate with each other, but like the like inte- like just like sitting there holding each other. I will say maybe we're maybe a little less. We do that a little less, and because it's like intimacy, but then intimacy is also part of sexuality, and so I don't want to get. I don't want to ruin the sexuality too much by having like too much of the physical intimacy. I don't know. No, maybe. I mean. You're kind of blowing my dick off. I hadn't really. Well, maybe. Okay. I mean, routinely when we're like watching TV, we'll be watching it on two separate couches rather than like snuggled up next to each other. Oh, fancy two couch, <laughs> Nanjiani Gordon. How many couches do you have, listener? Double it. <laughs> yeah, no, I Just get it. Just thinking about yesterday, I have a lot of couches. Do you? Yeah, we have a we have we have a lot of couches. You know, we're, we live each, we could hit each other's house with a tennis ball. Yeah. And I booked this podcast because I was like, we're never hanging out. It's true. But part of me, why it's I wanted a, to do it. It's been a while. Uh, yeah. But it's bad. I w- we'll go by your house in the I car. I've done the same thing with yours. And I'm like, why don't we just knock? Yeah. 
we're usually you're there. having some weird sex. <laughs> Probably because we're having some non-snuggling weird sex. Oh my god, thank you for not snuggling me! Because <laughs> I want him to be my sweetheart, but I also want to like, you know, him to be like my little my little monster freak, man. Yeah, no, I get it. And it's Again. hard to have that in the same person, but it's doable. It's totally doable. It's not even that hard, really. Yeah. Yeah. It's doable. Snuggling is uh, easier than sex, too. Oh, so much. And it's then so, It's effortless. You say it's sex true. is great, but there is a performance to it. Yeah. There's a little dance There's I do. Effort. You got to do your, well, your arms have to get in there. I have ribbons. <laughs> I wear one rollerblade. She has to wear a leotard, which you have to pull to the side, and that's awkward. <laughs> Beyonce that's, style. Yeah, yeah, right. No time for taking off drawers. Yeah, mm-hmm. push and the drawers to the side. No, t- no, no time. time to- well, he rhymes drawers off with Warhol. That's right. Warhol with drawers off. He's the best. And he doesn't rap as fast as you think. <laughs> you really, yeah. Even now, even now, you're right. Even now. <laughs> it's true. Then we just do the whole bone thugs thing again. <laughs> I do the whole Tyler Perry's in the 90s thing again. And then we arrive at this moment, and then podcast <laughs> over. We'll do it twice, baby. We'll do it twice. No, but that, that, that's... got sucked. Sorry. No, I saw that. that that's well heard. I think that's interesting. And obviously, I'm not, we're not having problems. But oh, sure. But sometimes, I guess I get lazy, and you're like, we could engage. Yes. And, uh, or we could just sit still. <laughs> You know I know. What I mean? Yeah, and then sometimes you'll find you want sex, and then when you start snuggling, you're like, "Oh, it turns out this was what I actually this was what I wanted more than the sex." That oh, definitely happened. And this goes back to the Dan Savage thing. Okay, so sex is completely, obviously, completely different from snuggling, even though like we confuse them. We're kind of like, "Is this new Coke or is it Pepsi?" Like we're not sure. <laughs> nice ref. <laughs> well, new Coke rough. tasted more like Pepsi. It was pretty gross. It was gross. Yeah. Pepsi's gross. Pepsi's pretty gross. But I love it. We're gonna get some Pepsi hate. Because people I, love Pepsi. No, I just said I love it. You do love Pepsi? I, well, I wouldn't drink it if you paid me, but I like the sure. taste of it. Coca-Cola tastes way better to me. Same with Coke. Pepsi's a sweeter drink. That's what they said in Pepsi's the... Pepsi's like my reward. In those... Oh. Like in my, in my soda days, I'd be like, run a marathon, drink some Coke. If I, if I did something, if I helped an old lady that day, have a Pepsi, you've earned it. In, in your heart. That's in your heart. Dude, just look at have a Pepsi, you've earned it. Because it was different. Yeah. Pepsi's your side piece. <laughs> Coke is your wife. Dr. Pepper was my side piece. Ooh, yeah. fancy. Yeah. You went for the intellectual. I'm <laughs> <laughs> a man with a PhD, baby. <laughs> and I drank so much of it in college that I had to hide a 12-pack of Dr. Pepper in my car, which was a mile away, so that I would then have to walk to my car to get one. Oh. Uh, because that's how I was drinking. It didn't occur to me until college that drinks had calories in them. Uh, that's how much of a fucking idiot I am. You know those ads that are like, you wouldn't eat 20 packets of sugar, so why are you drinking them? I'm yeah. like, thank you. Yeah. I'm the guy that all that shit works on i'm the guy that won't any documentary you watch you're like here we go it just gets into me it's crazy (laughs) you could like really convince me of anything that's not true i I do have standards we should make just pete targeted podcast or podcast documentaries that are just like trying to get you to believe random shit and then see which one is which well i i am of the belief that you can watch something about anything on any topic it's it's that it's that origin story thing you could be like i see their point like if i watch like a Scientology is an easy example, but anything. I'm, I kind of feel like, even though this is so persuasive, I bet you could make another film that's also persuasive. Exactly. It's yeah. probably because I grew up Christian and they'd be like, it's hog shit. And I was like, have you seen Get On With Jesus? <laughs> the VHS. <laughs> I don't know what Get On With Jesus is. <laughs> it's just a movie that persuades you that the Bible's not stupid. <laughs> you know what I mean? So people would be like, Read this. And I'd be like, this book's called Don't Check Your Brain at the Door, which was not a good book. 
It's a real book. That's very sad. Where did we? Where, how did we get here? Because I was going to bring up the Dan Savage point, but then we were talking about mm. uh, soda, calories. All those commercials work on me, and Pepsi, I'm grateful for them. Coke. Oh, side piece. Yeah, Reward. Dr. Pepper, uh, and you didn't realize they had calories. No. So that's where we left. Yeah, I used to drink this huge uh, thing from Sonic that was like a 44 ounce. Yeah. cherry limeade. Why wouldn't you? And I'd be like, Why am I so overweight? <laughs> What's happening? Of course. Yeah. Well, you know, I like hearing this sort of stuff over and over is that like high, high fructose or fructose corn syrup goes straight to your liver and then produces insulin. And insulin is the fat. But here's why. Okay. I just, I just re talk about documentaries. I rewatch documentaries all the time. Do you really? All the time. Because I forget. Okay. They'll stay in me for about four do months. Do you take notes? Four or five months. I do take notes sometimes. Mm-hmm. I'm such. I'm a bit of a dork. If it's a spiritual documentary, I take notes. If it's a health documentary, I'm just like, I got it. <laughs> but like, fat is one of the ways. So like, you have like toxins and chemicals in your body, right? This is how it was explained to me. So you have like uh, aspartame or something like that, which is technically without calories. But mm-hmm. then like, so you have this like toxic thing. So it's like a little bit like a little piece of uh, burr. Like, you know, Bill Burr is in you. <laughs> I love it. It's he's in your blood. So your your body can either coat it in mucus which is like a temporary solution because it's astringent or it can coat it in fat. So that's like what insulin is trying to do Interesting. is like buffer this toxic stuff to you. So it coats it in fat. And then if you go to the gym and burn off the fat, your body's just like, well, what the fuck you do that for? Like we now got to make more. Yeah. And then they, they make more, especially huh. if you're just putting, obviously you're going to be peeing this stuff out. You're going to be All sweating some of it out, but vomiting you know, it up. <laughs> you don't know my life. Crying it out. Shaving my head, regrowing it overnight. <laughs> How do earwax? you do Somehow earwax is involved. I bet there's some in your earwax. I bet it's coming out every every which way. Anyway, uh, soda. So soda's fucked. Yeah, soda's bad. But I didn't know. I used to drink. I just tweeted. I was like, I didn't have a glass of water till I was 12. I saw that and I thought that was very funny because I remember, I don't remember when I started. I still don't like drinking water. Yeah. I, I went through a thing where I, water had to be like ice cold for me to even drink it. Yeah. And then now I'm like, I'm fine. I'm it like sure a grown helps. up. I can handle it. But yeah, it does yeah. help. Yeah. Oh, cold water. How do you, what's club soda? How do you feel about just stuff that's carbonated? Bad? No, not bad. Well, club soda is no, because club soda, one of them, tonic water is the secret soda. Tonic, yes. tonic water is the one that has like sugar. It's in got, it. it's bad for you. Yeah. Just, yeah. When you get it, it just ju- tastes like water from a dirty pipe. And somehow it's got like all the calories of a Coca Cola. It might as well it's be really Coke. Bad. And you're drinking it's something true. that tastes like I a British person's tonic. temperament. It's disgusting. It's bad. Yeah, it's bad. And club soda, soda though, water, I like club soda is just the bubbles. Yeah. Added to tap water though. Yeah. So I'm not on board with that. Okay. For fair the enough. most part. I mean, it's probably filtered and stuff, but still, it's not my favorite. Well, I just heard from someone that like, give me a Pellegrino. Pellegrino is good. Sure. Yeah. I don't love it. Why not? I'm the guy that everyone goes to a restaurant. They're like, "Let's get sparkling. Let's go crazy and get sparkling." I'm like, "Why? Do we want to burp up our soup?" I really it's do burp a lot, gross. When I, and I drink a lot of club soda. It's and gross. It does make me burp. It's, it's also like I feel like you crave that shit when you're like extra dehydrated. So if you just drank regular water, you'd be so much more like. I used, probably have, true. I used to have really bad heartburn, so drinking like bubbly stuff was like a really bad play. I just found that I wasn't drinking any water. So if I'm drinking club soda, that's at least me hydrating a bit. And I've been told that the bubbles help. Oh no, the bubbles help alcohol get in your system. I've been told. I don't want that. Yeah, well, I'm not, yeah. But I don't it, even know if that's true. I also like a finite. If I have like a can of club soda, yeah. then I have like a. Oh, I will drink this much. Yeah, I will finish this. I'm I feel a, the need to finish. I understand. Yeah, and a can of Coke, by the way, can we just say is oh, the perfect serving? Oh Jesus Christ, are you kidding it's the me? The perfect serving of Coke. I'm okay with even the tiny bottles, or the tiny cans, like the Ooh, half cans. I'm okay with that. Can. And yeah. then you're like, I only had a half can. Then you lay down on a half can. <laughs> 
<laughs> I had a half can on my half can. You can see it on your dash cam. <laughs> <laughs> Turn off the dash cam. I'm going to have a half can on my half can. My new clothes. Why do you have one in your car? That's so what? weird. <laughs> well, you're a cop. Oh, okay. That and makes you sense. just uh, arrested somebody who had an Afghan. So you're going to lay and down like, on this. This is evidence now, but you really just want an Afghan. Reward myself. <laughs> and you're like, that was good, quick thinking on that's evidence now. <laughs> and he totally bought it. And then you lay down on an Afghan and have an Afghan. And we get to watch it on your dash cam. Every day. Every day. <laughs> I don't know where we are now, but I wanted to say yes. Dan Savage would say when he feels lustfully, mm-hmm. and Val and I are That's very are. clear about like that is an attractive uh, woman. Absolutely. Who gives a shit? Mm-hmm. I'll do it for dudes. Like when we brought up Elijah, I don't give a. That's clearly. I've also met him. I'm, I'm like Marnie. I want to grab his chest. And it's be hard like, to not. Is that real? Yeah. Like what the fuck is happening with this? And person? there's a thing about having seducing a gay man. I think that's also to me. Has been, I love the mystery of the gays. Yeah. I love it. It's, it's like trying to get like any anything for me. It's like collecting approval. Yeah. So it's like trading cards. It's like oh, I have a gay man. You know what <laughs> I mean? Like, like is that? But why did you say make that noise? Well, because they're like a, they're not like a they're like a discreet human being. So I like didn't a- mean it like that. I didn't mean like they're weird <laughs> elves or anything. I'm just saying like you want to. It feels nice when I'm speaking. You have a diverse with, group of friends with comedy, not even friends. Oh, okay. Oh, I just um, maybe that was unclear. Okay. I meant if I get like a fan that isn't a go- a goofy tall white guy. Oh, sure. Sure, yeah. I'm like, thank you. I'm glad that my worldview oh, also speaks to yours. Well, that's cool. That's all. Okay. I, I understand how what I was saying sounded a little weird. Um, I did hook up with a gay man once, too, and it was <laughs> awesome. <laughs> that was super hot. Because nothing's more illicit than that. What does that mean? Uh, we made out. We were, like, friends, and we decided to go on a road trip with our third friend, and then we just made out every single night and, like, kind of hooked up. We did not go all the way. Did and he's still gay. He was gay before. He's gay now. It was great. Did he... Go gay on your down parts? Um, I don't know what that means, but no, we didn't get any. There was not a ton of downstairs business. It was mostly upstairs and kind of like you know fumblings or whatever. But but he had the equipment you liked, yeah, absolutely. So you could have. I probably could have, but he. Uh, I was like, we were both trying to be sensitive to the fact that this was fucking weird, and you know, it was weird. I do like that spirit though. Of oh. Just like who who knows what's happening? Yeah, I don't know. Can't help myself. <laughs> uh, we. I ended up writing uh, a, a story about it that I think ended up being in. It ended up. I I, I used to. I, I've written a couple of uh, pornographic stories that have been published in magazines under pen names. I hope so. Yes, every time under a pen name. What's your pen name? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if I want to say. Uh, but uh, Bust Magazine used to publish some of my stuff, and uh, I think I wrote about it there. So look Bust Magazine, up. the the magazine for ladies with big busts. Uh, well, or any size bust, really. They oh, accept everyone. Just busts. Yeah. It sounds like it's a like big how bust. Bitch Magazine. You don't have to be a bitch to read it. But it helps. <laughs> <laughs> Treat yourself. <laughs> These are both magazines Bitch I magazine. read. <laughs> <laughs> so you erotic made out with a, a gay fella? Yeah. So okay. And now he's married. He's like, you know, I to a Facebook fella. friends. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. That was hot. Well, old Danny Sage. Sage. Savage. 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 Old Danny Savage. Valve. Valve Savage. <laughs> Says that when he's attracted to somebody, I think there's something I really like about this because I think it speaks to like something that people do, but they don't really discuss. It's if he sees somebody that he's attracted to, he enjoys that stimulation, and then he takes it home to yes. his partner. Apply it, apply it apply at home. Apply it, yeah. That's a that's exactly show your work, yes. baby. And I, I, you know, Camille and I haven't really talked about that too much, but I'd like to think that's what we're both doing. We both see very attractive people around. Yeah. We're Chris both Hardwick, around. Yeah. Joan Ray. Well. I mean, these are my brothers. I would not. <laughs> neither of them are people I would think of just because brothers. But yeah. 
Uh, yeah, I would like to think that when and when I at least am like kind of like see a guy who's super hot or whatever, I don't think about how I want to fuck that guy. I'm like I kind of just, it just channel wakes it. Up. Yeah, it wakes up. It's your, nice to be woken up in that it way. It titillates. Yeah, absolutely. It's nice to be titillated so in a way we, you weren't expecting. If you picture the part of your brain that likes sex is just like the size of a lemon drop, mm-hmm. so you see Jonah Ray. <laughs> I don't know why I picked Jonah. I'm not even trying to shit on. Jonah's any a of these very attractive people. guy. I'm I Chris agree. Hardwick. They're all attractive. I'm just you know they're my I brothers. Can't, can't. But if you see Chris Hardwick <laughs> in a in a bathing suit, and it tickles <laughs> that part of your brain, and then you go home to have sex with Camille. But it's not, you're not thinking, this, not at, at all. least for me, you're not thinking about Chris Hardwick in that no. beautiful swimsuit. <laughs> you're thinking about Kumi, you're just thinking about fucking and sex and your sexuality yeah. was woken up. Like, I love Kate Upton, and I was bored the other day, and uh, the lady went out, and I just started watching Kate Upton YouTube. So it wasn't even like. What is she doing on YouTube? Just, you know, it's like photos out. of, uh, it's like videos of photo shoots. Oh, and then there was one where she was like dancing that I was don't like, like that very. Because she's too what real? What is wrong with that one? It's I love uh, that one. She, I, I, for some, it just doesn't connect with me. Interesting. The dance is too clubby or something. Interesting. She's not bouncing in a way that I find appealing. She's kind of like side to side bouncing. Okay. I'm more of an up and down. Well, you gotta get those boobs involved. You don't want them going side to side. You want them going up. Side and to down. side is okay, but it's mostly side to side. She looks too skinny, uh-huh. and I don't like that. There's a guy that introduces it. That's like, "Hello, Kate Upton, oh, fellas, take out your dicks." And he's got a mustache, and and then at the end, like it's all the psychology. At the end, she's like, "That's enough. That's enough." Like she like. So is that? Why is that included? Just interesting. Just fade out. Like I don't want to know that she was kind of like put upon to do it. By the way, did you know you had this many opinions about Kate Upton's dancing video? I didn't video? know. <laughs> but I mean, like I'm watching one of my. I think she's one of the most beautiful people ever. Absolutely. And I'm watching, and I'm like, why doesn't this do it for me? Interesting. And then, like, I watch her being sexy in the snow. And getting her photo taken, and she seems to be having a good time, and I enjoy that she's enjoying, okay. like all of it. And she just looks better. It just, okay. She looks better. I don't think she looks bad in the dancing. Sure. Movie, but there's something about the whole thing. What did you think? What do you think of Emily Raja Tahouse? Who that? She is in the movie Gone Girl. Have you seen Gone Girl? I saw Gone Girl. Was she's, she the lead, one, lead woman? No. She's the girlfriend that he has, his side piece. Casey Wilson? <laughs> Who's this? Casey Wilson's in that. Yeah, she is. Yeah. Not her. The uh, the side piece. The side that piece. I, f- I forget her. Well, have you seen the Blurred Lines video? No. Okay, you're going to need to go look this up because I think you're going to love it. I rem- I saw Gone Girl and I remember, she, I, I remember thinking she looked incredibly young. She is a gorgeous woman. She's a full-grown woman and she is in I'm that- a grown woman. <laughs> you're going to need to watch the uncensored version of that video because she What's has- What's her name? Uh, Emily Rajatowski, I think. I'm sure I'm butchering the last name. Oh, there we go. And she uh, shakes her. She's Shakespeare. Uh, she is naked in the video, except for a, a thong, essentially, and dances around in the video. And I would be interested to see what you think about her dancing in the video. Oh, interesting! Because it's very happy, goofy kind of dancing instead of trying to be sexy dancing. And I people hate that song and whatever they sure. have opinions on it. But that she's amazing in that video. She's clearly very attractive. Very attractive. I don't like it. Don't like it? Nope. Why not? Um. You know, whenever you're talking about what turns you on, it's like a little bit almost too exposing, but that's the sure. purpose of the show. But I just want to express some feelings of vulnerability here. Okay. Her face is too cold and angular. Interesting. It's got a little it's bit. It's not a warm. It's not warm. It doesn't look like it loves me. It, look like, it looks like it wants me to uh, claim it like some sort of small desert squirrel. Okay. And you and want an open face that's uh, receptive. Kate Upton looks like she makes a great, like, uh, pancakes? 
pancakes. Or, yeah, just something. She looks a little bit more hospitable. Like one of the things I like about her is that she, even though she's clearly a supermodel, she doesn't look too supermodel-y. A lot of times, like what guys think, what I think guys think is attractive. Girl next door kind of stuff. I know. I like girl next yeah. door. I feel like most men, like um, Megan Fox, angular face. Yeah. Like easily, like give it a, give her, not it, but give a woman like that a buzz cut and like a flight jacket, you know what I mean? And some stubble. <laughs> it's too masculine for me. I, I, I like You think it's soft- a masculinity. So there's no part of you. Well, jawline is, a, is traditionally a masculine. Sure. Um, the the, the uh, but, angularness yeah. of your jawline is linked to your testosterone. And a lot of models are, are very androgynous looking in general. And I think that's, a, I always think it's gorgeous. But doesn't part of you want to make a girl that like, like Emily, Raja, whatever, yeah. smile? Wouldn't you want to be the one that, that, you wouldn't you want that challenge of wanting to be the one to make her smile? I guess. I I think Katie, Katie Upton would be uh, a, a good win, too. But it's like a, to this me, it's This woman like, looks like a Bond villain. Like She ver- looks like the woman that d- betrays me at the end. It's but like, but ver- I gave you my dick. It's like cats versus dogs, though. Do you want a, a dog who's, like, open and happy to see everyone? Or do you want a cat that, like, is, like, only really loves you because you've earned it? Okay, great question. I always thought that I was a cat person. Turns out I, 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 I am. I love cats. Sure. I really love going for it. But then I, th- you know what I mean, earning yeah. it. Yeah. If we, if we're on a walk and I see a cat, oh, I'm, I'm like, all over there. I'm a cat whisperer too. I, I will pick up a crazy cat and I will calm it down. You great with Bagel. Bagel loves you. Yes, and yes. I, I, I feel like I can slow their hearts. Like I can slow my own heart and be very calm, and I know exactly what they're looking for. Then throughout my life, early on. Uh, some some exceptions to this, but I started looking for women that were more like cats. When it turns out, I like people who are like dogs, and I like cats who are like cats. Okay. I don't like people that are like cats. Okay, so you I don't... thought I did. Okay, you wanted it. To, you wanted a challenge. You thought, but it turns out you want people who are maybe a little more receptive. And when we say wanted a challenge, it's because I grew up with a, a mother. This all goes back to your mother. And I know that's so fucking weird, but it does. My mother was more of a person that was a challenge to please. And okay. I would say that if she was sitting here and I, I spent a lot of my life learning how to be a mom whisperer. Yeah. Going, I'm the only one that knows how to handle this cat. <laughs> and she responds to me. I'm and familiar I can with that. Cal- yeah, you know this. Yeah. And I can calm her down. So then, unless we break the cycle, we repeat it. And I firmly believe that I've successfully broken it. I'm so pleased with myself now that I say that. But for a while there, I was dating women that reminded me, I'm not saying my my Mordor, my Mordor, that's a J.R.R. Tolkien slip. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not saying my Mordor was borderline. Your mother. My mother. I know. Now I'm just doing it. <laughs> now you're just doing it for fun. Borderline meaning like you never know how – I know right. you know what it means, but it, 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 they never know how they're going to feel. They could either greet you with a punch or a puppy. Like mm-hmm. you're not sure what you're going to get. And then I started chasing that in women. And I, I certainly – to a certain extent, audiences are ver- very fickle and stuff. So I – So you never get to feel comfortable. And, th- and that feels yeah. familiar to me. That, yeah. That's my fucked up – like I – That's the part that is comfortable is that it's familiar. Yeah. Yeah. It's familiar to me that I go like, oh, you think you're hard? Like I grew up with – these parents like yeah. i know how to handle oh you've had a few drinks shut the fuck up you <laughs> amateurs like i used to settle down the holmes house like you don't yeah. know what this is i'm the i'm that person in my house too i'm the i'm the like peacemaker i'm the person yeah, who like brings everybody together uh and and makes everybody kind of laugh and helps everybody kind of get through whatever shit they're going through yeah it's a very stressful and i and nobody forced me into it i kind of yeah. put myself into it well it just i was would like disagree a, well maybe. even not even knowing your situation i would say like children 
I don't want to, if, if we have kids, I don't want to be, uh, not you and I, <laughs> but if I have children, I don't want to be the sort of person that coddles too much. But I do have a feeling where I'm like, no, you're, you're a little bit responsible for me feeling like I had to be a peacemaker. Yeah. Whereas when I was a kid, I was very proud of it. And maybe you were me too. too. Oh, I loved it. That's and, why I became a therapist, for God's sake. And that's why I became a comedian. Yeah. Absolutely. I was like, oh, I'm good at making peace. <laughs> yeah. And my mom still calls me her little peacemaker. But now, I swear, like, I've wanted to be like, oh, I'm done I'm done making peace. Like yeah. I'm, I'm here to bring. Like, I bring war the ruckus. <laughs> I bring the ruckus. I'm bringing the war fucking is, ruckus yeah. to Thanksgiving. Because I, I find, and this is a, this is something that's very. I'd love to hear what you think about this. Is heavy on my heart. Is it's like I can continue playing the same record with my parents and not causing any stress. Meaning, I will be your savior. I will be your golden boy. I will be responsible for your happiness. Or make a play late in their lives to say. No, that's destructive to me. Because it is boundaries. Because it fucks up my male female relationships. Sure. It fucks up my friendships. It fucks up my relationship with myself. Uh, a feeling of guilt and burden that you're supposed to be the one that supports the family. Yeah. Or so or it's a very tempting choice. Even though when I put it that way, it sounds like why would you keep running the same dis- destructive program? Because it's comfortable and it's what's expected. It's comfortable, of you. and your parents are older, and there's like guilt involved of right. like who who am I to pull the rug out now? Yeah, who am I? Why can't I just suck it up? And and this is a conversation my sister and I have a lot with in dealing with our parents who are wonderful, but obviously everybody's every family's got their issues of like is do you suck it up and just like not do anything for their comfort? Do you exist for them or do they exist for you or who are we all existing for? Right. Like who, who's, who's supposed to be happy? Who gets to be happy? Who, who's going to take the happy shift? Who gets shift? to be happy? It's like staying awake all night. Yeah, it can't always be everybody maybe, but it, if it, do you always defer to the parents if it comes to us? I don't know. It's but if tough. you have a fucked up pattern for happiness and in my family, it's Pete's here, everything's okay. Yeah. But then my therapist, and I was so resistant to this idea, was like, well, that's unfair. Yeah. <laughs> And you were resistant to that, yeah. DGP killing it. He goes, that must be hard for you. That seems like a burden for you. And it took years of him saying that before I started being like, uh, to my mom or my dad or my brother or whoever it is, just being like, I don't like being responsible for the family's happiness. Like, it's not fair for me sort of thing. And I've been able to say that. But then, like, just today, I was uh, reading an interview with a comedian that I admire. It's an unpublished thing, so I'm not going to be very specific. But he was talking about how later in life he started to reconcile with his parents. And he used the term, you can't strand them. And I was like, it's so funny because I'm the guy that's like trying for more distance, trying for more boundaries, yeah. trying for more respect. But mal- more boundaries doesn't necessarily mean stranding them. It means changing the relationship. But that doesn't mean that doesn't mean that it's they're left alone. Do you know what I mean? Like there can be a way there is, I have to believe there's a way that, that a family can evolve later in life and everybody gets more comfortable, even if things change and things feel uncomfortable for a little bit. I have to believe they'd be better off being with you and having you be happy instead of you having to fake being happy. You see how this uh, was so Freudian, my relationship with my mother specifically. And these types of conversation, when I say things like that, where I'm like, I want, we want the same thing. You just don't seem to want to give me what I want. Or you're having a hard time giving me what I'm asking for. Uh, but like, we need to adapt and grow. Like, it sounds like a breakup. It really does Isn't sound it weird? like you're yeah. trying to be like, I want to be friends. I just think we need to address a couple of these things yeah. because I'm uncomfortable yeah. when you act this way or when you say this. And I'm like, why the fuck am I breaking up with my mother? But it's not a breakup. It's a, it's, it's a evolution. How on earth? It's such a crazy thing that you're, you know, these two people. And you've known them since you were born, and they don't know how to 
they they're fucking they don't know what they're doing either. They've never had a child grow up and become an adult. They don't yeah. know how to handle that. How the fuck? And they yeah. probably have weird shit with their own parents. Like Well, they do. Yeah, it's They and, all lost their parents like pretty early. Oh, well, see, that's even harder to me yeah. because then you don't even they're have really the model. Free. Well, that's what I said to my therapist. Yeah. I was like, we don't even know the family we should be doing the impression Exactly. Of. You don't even have a blueprint. <laughs> yeah. And so all you have are like fucking movies, TV, like there's right. nothing. There's no blueprint that you have. That's a bummer. It is a bummer. But then like the other the thing that this interview said it was like they raise you and then you kind of have to raise them absolutely but then I'm like but really? Yes. Boop. My sister and I are raising our parents. Absolutely. And they're so Your parents cool. are wonderful, though. They are, and they are. They, 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 they've got their issues, too. They, I mean, obviously. I know, but yeah. they'll look you in the eye. They have internet access. You know what I mean? <laughs> they know how to use a remote control. Yeah. They, they talk. Helps. They communicate. They text. They could tell you five facts about me. They your, could, yeah. your parents. They love you, yeah. My parents. I'm not shitting on them. Yeah. It's just a little bit of that disconnect. I don't think my parents could name five of my uh, friends. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? They certainly have never, and maybe that's because I've excluded them, but that's because that's I, true. But like, I, I don't, they're, they're, they're a little bit like, everybody thinks their parents are crazy, but I think my parents are a little bit crazy. <laughs> I, the line I always use, I'm like, they're, 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 they're not what you're thinking. Yeah. Like, I'm not the son that goes, uh, forget these people. I'm the son that every time I read a book that that changes me and moves me and, and inspires me, I'm sending it to them. Or or a movie that you know I I'm always trying to keep it going. Yeah. But then like what happens, and I know people that are listening can relate to this. You'll make ten steps forward, <laughs> and then next time you talk, you're seven back, and you're like. What happened? Yeah. It's not veganism, but let's just say it's veganism sure. because that's easier. Let's say we have a wonderful discussion about like how pigs are, are intelligent things and you shouldn't eat them or whatever. I'm not saying that that's what we talk about and I'm not even positing that now. I'm just saying let's say that's what we say. The next time I talk, they'll call me from like a barbecue. Even the last time they cried because they were so moved yeah. and like persuaded. And then you're just like, what's But that's not f-? about your relationship. That's just like a worldview that you've taken on that, that you want them to empathize with. But that's not your relationship. Do you know what I mean? Like that's not how you guys relate to each other necessarily. That's just like, I like this thing. And they're like, oh, that thing does seem cool. You've, you're the documentaries for them. So everything they hear, yeah. it's the last thing that they hear. They're like, oh, that sounds good. And then they go back uh, to their regular lives. That's interesting because they are like documentaries. Yeah. They're like me with documentaries you're, the yeah. last four months. Yeah, exactly. And then they're like, oh, barbecue is delicious. But that's not your relationship. But it, well, then what is the relationship? Well, that, I mean, it's how you literally – like uh, my family's made great strides recently, uh, which is – and we didn't really know. of like everybody kind of pretends to be super happy even if they're not necessarily. Um, and nobody – In your family. Or what? do you just mean everybody? Everybody in my family. In your family. Yes. And so uh, we all like sit around and like everything's great. And we're like super high energy and like even if we're exhausted – uh, or in a bad mood or miserable, whatever. We've just been like, yeah, everything's awesome. Mm. So my sister has recently done great things of like taking my parents to lunch, uh, maybe getting them a couple drinks, and then just being like, let's talk about death. And just like bringing up, my sister's amazing at this, just being like, let's fucking get in here. Let's talk about all the shit that's upsetting. Let's talk about our uh, the, all the weird illnesses that have been in our family. Mm. And that set a great tone. So then like I was... Uh, facetiming with my mom the other day and she was like trying to be all like giggly and happy as you know her and then she goes i'm just really tired today and mm. i was like thank thank you for i'm really tired too i i, I didn't even want to call you because i was so tired but now i'm here and can we just be tired together and like just like not put forth this huge crazy Look, thing i have this couch for you <laughs> i have so your own couches. couch <laughs> let's watch something on your Too own many, couch yeah don't snuggle me now. Uh, and what a, it was a lovely – was one of my favorite conversations I've had with her because we just dropped all the bullshit, which is necessary a lot of the time. Yep. 
And that's the relationship. That It's not me telling her, like, oh, I really like this, whatever. Although we do yeah. a fair share of that, too. But that, I mean... It's funny, because I do feel like you're uh, challenging me that maybe that is all we really have, is kind of, like, sharing ideas. Yeah. But, like, hanging out and just kind of talking can be so excruciating. Oh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I mean, they're parents. That's, that's why never going to end. That's why yeah. your sister's a hero. Yeah, she is a hero. She's amazing. Uh, she's absolutely amazing. But the... Yeah, the, I mean... They they don't need to take on your worldview or your ideas for that. And I'm not even saying that they should, but when it's things that it's it wasn't veganism. If if it's like a spiritual idea that really makes my mom feel happy, and then and the next time I talk to her, she's like lost it. You know what I mean? Even if it's something as simple. Well, you're still trying to make them happy. Then you're still trying to make your mom happy with bringing her like spiritual ideas. That's not your job. Yeah, but it sure feels like (laughs) you know what I mean. Like that, you have to stop doing that. Well, that, okay, then that's what I'll do. But yeah. then I just then we're back. That to me, what you just said is my interpretation of you can't just strand someone. Interesting. And then I can go. I am so, so we're just supposed to shoot the shit. It's it's incredible how much. Okay, I'm gonna, I'm not I'm not sure. being combative with you. No, but like get I'm going to shoot the shit with my mom. Something <laughs> spiritual that I disagree with is going to come up inevitably. Yeah. And it's not just like a passive. Oh, we disagree on doctrine. It's going to be like it makes my blood boil when you say that. <laughs> Like, I, I want to jump out a window and pick up the shards and stab them in my eyes. And throw them at a bus. And, yeah, and throw my eyes at and a bus. And get in that bus. And now I'm driving the bus. the bus. I don't have any eyes. <laughs> it's reanimator, basically. Yeah, yeah basically, yeah. But uh, I just watched that. Anyway, I don't know, man. It's so it, fucking it's tricky. Such a, it's a, the tough, tough line with people. Because I get people that write me on my Tumblr all the time and be like, I, have my, I love my parents, but they, they believe some shit that is repugnant and I hate it. What do I do? What do I do? I and I. It's hard. It's really hard, and I don't know the exact this answer. This is why we go back to the old record, where you're just like everything's yeah. fine, and let's not talk about anything. And my parents yeah. aren't even that bad. Yeah, but go on. Uh, I couple of a uh, couple. I have, do have parts of my family that I don't really interact with anymore because I happen to see them right after nine eleven, and it, like their first, the, the original nine eleven, and what the I got from nine eleven. Yeah, like you that. mean before not building like the 7? anniversary? Oh, like you know, like actual nine eleven. <laughs> yeah, the real one. Yeah, the you real can one. Say two thousand one. Two thousand one. <laughs> you guys remember? Uh, and they were so abhorrent that I was like, I'm never. I cannot be around you guys ever again. Like, we're done. So there's one part of my family I just don't interact with. And sometimes they'll contact me on Facebook. It's fine. Whatever. But if I have family members, and I do, that we just disagree so fundamentally, I try to find where where do we have... This is what Joe DeRosa tells me, too. It's like, what do you enjoy? Yeah. yeah, What do you have in common? What's your overlap? Like... Uh, yeah, food, memories of like shit that you guys used to do when you were kids, gossip about other family members. Like there, there is like what makes up a relationship is more than just like I feel this way, I feel this way, fight or agree. It's you know, there's way more to that. There's like the way your mom laughs at stuff and the fact that you do like to make her laugh, but that's not your job to make her laugh. Like there's there's way more to a relationship than just family stuff. Seems so overwhelming sometimes. It's I'm just horrifying. Like, or we could just fly to the moon. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like, why don't we just, one of us, some of them will live on the moon. Yeah, and, yeah. Because it's overwhelming. It's because so Because as you're saying that, I, I'm realizing I don't know the impression or the character or the reference of a son that I'm supposed to do. Oh, like, yeah. I don't know what I'm supposed to That's say. That's a great point. So I'm not always combating or, or instructing my parents. Sure. But like, they don't really, you know, they're not like effortless chums. <laughs> <laughs> so like yeah. sometimes sitting – like one-on-one, my dad and I will get into it. We'll talk about death. We'll, we'll have yeah. one of a, a sister Gordon conversation. One-on-one with my mom. 
one-on-one with my brother. Then when you put us all together, it's like the police, the band, the police. <laughs> just hate each other. We just hate each Well, we just don't work together. Yeah. They hated each other. But I just That's mean, interesting. Like, we just don't work. So that... So then I feel like I'm spinning plates and I'm like, how does this guy feel? How does this person well, see, feel? Well, see, that's the thing, though. That's definitely you – have to, you have to force yourself to not give a shit. You, don't, you have to force yourself to stop checking the temperature of the room and when not take it, family not, And not take it personally It's either. not your job. It's not yeah. your job. And I, it's tough. And I, since I'm that role, too, sometimes I can tell when, when no one's – basically when no one's talking in my family is when people are mad. Mm. Like, and I can feel it. And Kumail's been with me and been like, what are you – and I'm like stressed out and freaking out. And he's like, what's going on? I'm like, you can't tell everybody's furious? And he's yeah. like, no, what are you talking about? Yeah. And he's like, just kind of let it go because they're expecting you to be the one to make it okay, mm. maybe. Maybe just try but something see, different. That's that, how you flip the script. That to me is an aggressive move, and it's and it's felt by my family. Like, I, and I've done it. Be aggressive, I, baby. Boo. <laughs> <laughs> I went to a meal with my family. This was, <laughs> and I was really deep into the power of now, and and I was just had Deepak on the podcast, and I was visiting my family. Deepak, yes. Like, I'm sorry. <clears throat> what's I that? just said Deepakcast, and I got very excited. Go Deepak, Deepakcast, Deepakcast. He should do that. I apologize. I think, and I'm not shitting on him. I'm, I, he was curious about podcasts. He was like, what, what does that It'd mean? It's cute. like the radio. And I was like, it's like the radio. Which is funny because, you know, even though he's this, you know, this great guy, he's still like an older dad. Yeah. <laughs> you know Someone I mean? would have to hit the record he's, button. He's going to not. <laughs> he's also might not know. I don't know. I, I don't know if he knows. He probably does. Or he knows now. Uh, but anyway, I, so I'm in a very like spiritual. Mm-hmm. And by spiritual, I just mean. A very connected place. I'm feel. I'm seeing leaves beautifully, and I'm seeing friends, and I'm having good conversations. And then I, I go out with my mom and my dad, and I just try to do that thing where I observe them, where I'm just like, no judgment. Observe them anew, without all the anew. all the baggage. Yeah, just that you today. Have. And the trick that I do, and I've said this many times, is I'm like, I'm going to pretend that I'm dreaming. And if this were a dream, I would be fascinated with how well my subconscious was recreating my parents. Like, because okay. I, I couldn't well, do it. I couldn't do it for you. I couldn't say exactly what my mom sounds like and what my dad sounds like. But here we are at the meal, and there they are. It really just—it's just a trick to get you to, into appreciating. My dad is acting so like my dad right now. Like he's—that's exactly <laughs> he's what he straight would up do. dadding it up. So I sat there. And I really just, you know, my mom is, whatever it is, I'm making these up, but she's sending something back for a stupid reason. And my dad is uh, interjecting at weird moments because he's not paying attention. And that's obviously bothering my mom. And, and then she looks to me to, like, help her. And so I'm sitting there. And instead of, like, judging it, I really just was very impartial. And I was very zen. Yeah. It was like a type of meditation. Then by the end of the meal, this headache crept up my forehead <laughs> that if if my brain was the earth this was like a huge earthquake <laughs> like i felt it and it was very uncomfortable and even because normally it, you would have taken care of it when it started but, but instead in, you let it build i just i let it build and i just observed honestly it didn't really build it just kind of was obviously very difficult for it you. was difficult for me to yeah. watch and be impartial but here's the the disappointing thing was at the end of the meal, and I thought I was very nice. I was talking. I was asking questions. But at the end of the meal, like, I think they both felt, like, unsatisfied. Like, they didn't. Because you weren't fulfilling your role. They, yeah. I didn't play my part. They, they, part. They're thinking, they were playing their parts. <laughs> if this is a dream, Pete's acting weird. Who's, yeah. who's been cast in the role of Pete? This fucking weird Zen person. And I'm just like, I see, Father. Dad, we're talking. Don't interrupt. You know, like, bullshit like that. 
So I don't know, man. It's so it's, Families are the most interesting. That's why I, I loved working with families as a therapist was my absolute favorite thing to do because there's nothing, there are no relationships that are like a fucking parent and child relationship. Yeah. It's the most insane packed with all of the baggage that yeah. exists. Like, How can you avoid You can't. No, and there's no real answer for it either. It's just like an ongoing conversation of realizing that sometimes your parents aren't going to be like your friends that you get to talk about spirituality or cool shit with. Maybe I feel like they might some be. of them are. Maybe some of them are. That's Maybe why I long... I know, mine aren't, yeah. which is fine. And yeah. sometimes I can with my mom. To be fair, sometimes I can with my mom. Do you mom. know how your parents met? Yeah, they met at a bar. I find... I love asking my parents about when they were dating. Yeah. Uh, and wh- how they met. I know how they met, but like when they're dating, uh, my mo- my dad drove my mom's school bus, which is a fun fact. Really? Yeah. He just graduated and got a job driving a school bus and he drove my mom's bus. That's how they Her met. Her kindergarten bus? <laughs> Got married very young, the huge age differential. Uh, he's like four years older than her. Anyway, um, oh, that's sweet. I like I like hearing I like hearing like what what was my mom's first job? I didn't know that for. A I long like time. those two, and yeah. I, I still credit the show Mad Men with making me curious about. Absolutely, that time me too. Same was like, thing. Was that what it was like? Yeah. Well, where were you when Marilyn Monroe died? It's such a fun thing, I think, to connect. And my parents, both my mom especially, loves television and movies, and so we're always talking about like different things she's watching and. Um, just finding the things that not not are only not only are safe but feel good for everybody. Yeah, I honestly like it. Sometimes I I've kept a list of like these are the things that feel good for all of us when we discuss them. Let's maybe talk about oh, let's stick to these things. And not that you, but it's the thing. I think having a relationship with your parents as an adult isn't like we can say anything and we're completely ourselves. Maybe not. Maybe. Maybe you have to be a version of yourself that you only are with your parents. Mm. And that's why it's maybe weird to have them around your friends or bring home or your bring significant other. The, they came home here to L.A. for Christmas and I was like... It's so weird. This It threw me for a loop that made me real for months. Yeah. Because I'm over here trying to be this, this the, guy. the best version of myself. <laughs> yeah. And then I'm reminded like, we used to wipe your butt, Peter. We wiped it. And you're both of those people. It was messier than normal. <laughs> you shit a lot. <laughs> you're both that kid that shit a lot, and you're this guy. You're both of those people. You contain multitudes, as do your parents. Your parents were fun weirdos that like got together, and now they're these people. I wish. I would <clears throat> love to watch the movie of my parents. Yeah. God, they, wouldn't that be great? They got into their pattern over years and years and years, and then brought you guys into it. You guys got into your patterns. They, I mean... It's fucking fascinating. But I often like when Kumail can't come home with for a visit with me. Can't so, Sometimes it's sometimes it's it, I'm not saying it's better because of course I miss him. My family loves him. He loves my family. But when he's there, I see my family through his eyes, which is tough oh, because yeah. those are different eyes. Yep. And I know that they're different eyes. Well, you're bringing your newest <laughs> thing yeah. into your oldest thing. It's tough. <laughs> it's tough. Yeah. It's like driving a Maserati to your fucking train set. Yeah. And, and sometimes you like, look at the train set that raised me. Yeah, exactly. And sometimes it's just more comfortable to be there on your own and be like, just live in this. Like, I'll be in my parents' basement, which is where I sleep when I go home. And uh, honestly, I've had dreams where I wake up and I'm like, Jesus, did I ever leave? Mm. What if, what if, what of a course, nightmare. I dreamed a life where I married a stand up comedian and moved uh, to Los Angeles and he's Muslim, like, oh God. And then I have to like call command and be like, I'm, I did, I'm okay, right? Everything's okay. And he's like, yeah. So I have fears that I'm like, suddenly, yeah. And that's just a weird oh, nightmare thing. Such an you asshole get. if you was like, who is this? <laughs> New phone, who dis? Who dis? <laughs> Oh, and Emily he has never done that. But my family, like, we love nature, so, like, we'll go home and we'll just walk around in the yard or go to, like, a park and walk around and, like, that's what we do. And maybe we're not talking a shit ton, like, but yeah. that's okay. 
this podcast and this life is what I'm looking for. Like, yes. Guests like you, complete honesty, and that's uh, that's just what I like. And and you're saying maybe I won't get what I like because my brother, for example, watches baseball, football, hockey, all that stuff with my dad, or at least talks about it with my dad. And I see that, and I'm like, I can do without that. It just seems like empty calories. Yeah. Absolutely. But maybe you have your you're own saying, thing. Yeah, and that's okay. It's okay. Just eat some empty calories. <laughs> I should start watching baseball. No, you don't need to start watching baseball. But you have your own way of connecting with your dad. Yeah, I do. He likes talking about success. Peter, when did you know that and it's you so, were going to get your own talk show? I gotta say, <laughs> this has got to be interesting because your brother doesn't have his own talk show. No. But... We turn on the TV. He does. <laughs> they just replaced yeah. you with him. What? A, what? No one even told me? It's episode 300? <laughs> but do you think your brother feels like your dad is disappointed in him? I have no idea. I, I, actually, I certainly don't think so. I yeah. Think they have a great relationship. But I imagine if the situation were reversed and your brother had had a talk show and you didn't, you would probably feel like a little weird about it because you know your dad is really into success. Yeah. And the, I, I can't really speak to that. Too much because I don't know. Yeah. But I, I, I've kind of posited that to my brother and he's always just been like, no, I'm just completely excited for you. And I've only seen evidence to that fact. Well, that's good. I've never seen even a hiccup of like, you got to do this and now dad yeah. loves you. It just became a thing we could talk about. Yeah. And, and honestly, it wasn't even the talk show. It was like as soon as you started making money, like my dad likes talking about money. And yeah. What you do for money and how much money you made. I think just, that, as a hobby. I, I think a, he sees no, it, you're right. Yeah, he's not like a shallow person, but he. It, I think a lot of men like being like, "What you get for that?" Kumail's dad's a little bit like that. Too. Yeah, yeah. They, I, maybe it's a guy thing. I don't know, but yeah. it's just kind of like he's an entrepreneur. Like he's a self-made man, and in, in a certain way, even though. No, I was just going to say I don't more of a path. They're both like wild west jobs. My dad was like finding his own oil delivery route and buying up real estate and that sort of stuff like on his own on like loans magnate that, shit magnate i don't even know that's a word right magnate an oil magnate it's like a Sounds big deal good. i like it but like he my dad's the american dream he'd go to like an old man uh mr hurley and like get a loan for his for like with a handshake you know what i mean like old school <laughs> he's good shit. for it but because he was like eye contact so like when i started like booking trying to book clubs like my first open mics and stuff like i tried to do that because that's all i knew and i, I had a, a, a lot of club owners be like fuck off who the like, fuck are you get out of here i'm looking like, in my eyes <laughs> do not look at don't me don't you know the dark demons that lie in there <laughs> they didn't like my my brightness Aww. but no it, it was it worked out fine now people enjoy it <laughs> they're forced to they're, they have to they bought a ticket people in <laughs> uh, i don't know how we got there my dad oh and and then th- therefore he likes he Hearing other people's origin stories. Sure. Like, how did you, even if, if you were, you know, had a bread delivery route, but you were killing it in your own way in Winthrop, he'd want to know the story. That's interesting. That, I guess. I just think the way that I you that relate up. to your parents, it changes a bunch as you get older, and you have to learn what parts to shed and what parts to like hang on to and realize that they're just, they're not going to be, they're not going to be your everything. That was their job when you were little, but it's not, it's not their job now. Yeah. And it's not, and your job is you, not to be there everything either. What if you felt like you were leaving them and they didn't even necessarily – like I worry about them having a life outside of their children. You know Do they I mean? have a life outside of their children? It's, it's – you know, and this uh, – I've never said this on the podcast before, but we're getting to a point where I'm almost uncomfortable talking about it. But it's just like 
because I can't speak for them. Yeah. I will say that I – here's my answer. I have fantasies about everyone that I'm close with. This is why I have a little bit of a motivational vibe to me. If I go out to dinner, as I did last night, with somebody who wants to get into comedy and I think they kind of have a little something like a charm or whatever, that's my safest space. I love picturing pep their talks. life. Yeah. I love giving them a pep talk. There's – I, I was saying to Val, I was like, it's like a 3% I get to feel like a big shot. Like, come sit at my knee. But I'm being honest with you. That's not 97% of it. 97%, I love getting people to green light their fantasies and their truth and their drive and their bliss. Okay. I want them to f- identify. That's the first one. And people think they're like, I want to be a boxer. It's like, no, you want to be the best boxer. And then you want to be a UFC guy or whatever it is. I can't speak to that world. But green lighting their absurd fantasies, and I love that. And similarly... With everybody, not just my family, I, I think about their best life. And it's like recreational for me. Hmm. I think – I do it for myself, obviously, too. I love setting goals. I love fantasizing about where could this be? What would I look like if this happened? Like what kind of laugh would I laugh if I met this person? And Like a rich fantasy life. Sure. And then I also have it for other people. It's gotten to the point where there have been people I've known that have been, let's just say, low-functioning, where I have – fantasies about airlifting them out of their situation, taking them to a, an island that I impossibly own because I'm like Oprah at that point, and just feeding them the best stuff in the world. I'm not saying my diet. They don't have to do it. I'm just like, you want beef? I don't give a shit. But let's get the best stuff. Here's a trainer. Here's this. Here's time to write. Here's your deadline. Whatever your goal is, like, we'll help you get there. And what would they give you in, re- in return? Nothing. Just when I die, they go, Pete was the king. <laughs> No, no, that's not even the fantasy. That that was a joke. Right. They wouldn't, I don't know. they wouldn't give me anything. I just think it's interesting that that was your role in your family because the goal was to receive love in exchange for all the things that you were oh, doing. Oh, I guess they would give me love, right? Yeah. Yeah, I guess they'd give me love. Yeah. You don't have to do all that for people to love you. I know. I found out it's real easy. You yeah, it turns sh- out. Show a little tush. <laughs> do a little moonwalk. And what you want for their best isn't always what they're going to want. Well, you and know, that's frustrating sometimes too. I've had this conversation with a lot of interesting people, <laughs> uh, people that are like in the public eye and like really way, way, way more successful than anyone we know. And you know, uh, a brief conversation with these people, they they also say like, "Oh, I understand that impulse." Yeah. And then they go, "You need to s- fucking stop that." Yeah. Like it's not. It's not what they want. It's not what you want. Like, it's just the savior. And if you're the one that's just kind of forcing them into doing their best by putting them on this island with the trainer, they're going to either resent you or be miserable and then fail even harder. Well, that's, I think that's very interesting. Again, a lot of documentaries I watch. Anybody, I think it was Dana Carvey on this podcast said it was. He talked about like anytime he gave someone. Like a large sum of money, it always ended badly. Yeah, not that he he never wanted it back. No, it just always went badly. Absolutely, because they need to want it for themselves. They need to set their own goals and then reach their own goals. And their goals are sometimes going to be so much more fucked up than the ones that you would ever set for them. But it's like, right. I mean, that's true for therapy too. Like, I as a therapist, like you want everybody to be like, oh, let's be really high functioning and maybe not be in this abusive relationship. But I don't get to decide if you are in an abusive relationship, really. Like, I, I get to, like, tell you maybe it's not a great idea, but your it's, goal might be different than the goal I set for you, and I have to be okay with that because I don't get to set everybody's goals. It sucks. I guess that's part of uh, – it's interesting, as I get older, trying to find the things that I find intolerable. Yeah. And one of them that I find close to intolerable is just going, like, that's their life and that's what they want because I don't believe it. <laughs> I don't believe it. 
I'm just like, you're not, you're not dreaming hard enough. You're not, and I'm not, it's not even like, you're not working hard. Like, that's like a, somebody could make some shrill, shallow movie version of what I'm saying. And that's not what I'm saying. Yeah. It's not that I'm just like, you just don't want it enough. I'm just like, I I just feel like, God, we just got to twist it and move it just a little bit. And there's a release over here. But not everybody can have huge, not everybody is going to have huge dreams like they're they some people are more realistic about their situation than 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 you are certainly than you are <laughs> people know if they're like you know they, and and uh it can't be intolerable you got it because that's only frustrates you and i see you and i think that i i see you do this a lot i think with our friends that are maybe not trying as hard as they could be you get very very frustrated with them because they're my people yeah yeah. I'm trying to save my people. You can't save anybody. I got to save my people. You're not, think about how Jesus felt, man. Think about I how know. Jesus felt. Every People were still fucking up on a constant basis. And he was like, well, I have all of this for you. It's, well, it's funny because this is called the savior complex, isn't it? So yeah. there's the savior to my complex. Yeah. Uh, you're right. And I would like to clarify, I don't mean sh- – I, I know we used a couple showbiz examples, but I want to be very clear that, like, I am not incapable of understanding a life where you're not famous yeah. or even rich. It's just like there's, like, the hobbits, you know, of the world, the real-life hobbits that uh, in that very zen way don't uh, detract from the world and also don't, don't add to it very yeah. much. But that neutrality is is a blessed neutrality. But if, if, they're, if that's their bliss – Great. I just want to see. You don't believe that that's their bliss. No, I think. No, I can. No, I get it. I fantasize about that sometimes. You want to see what? You want to see evidence that that's their bliss? No, I would like to. uh, And again, it doesn't have to be like, wouldn't you like to write a (laughs) best-selling book about your bliss? About how you just walk the dog every day and that's your happiest moment? Listen, nobody's more full of shit than I am. (laughs) And like when, when we when we get to the end of the day, when we're looking like I have a hard time with like uh, younger people, and they have dreams of like just like we're just gonna go on the road and uh, play see what it. happens. We're gonna read poetry, yeah, and go to coffee houses, and, and we're gonna sleep in our car. I I can do it, but I do have a hard time. It's a paternal instinct. I want to be like, well, you need a. A business plan or like not even a business plan. I'm never going to give you a spreadsheet. I'm never going to open Excel. But I am going to say like, what do you want to be doing? Here's why. If you say, fuck that, man. I'm a beatnik and I just want to read poetry. Why? Because I can't stand working at the library. Okay. Hi, I'm Pete and I'm your friend. You don't like working at the library. It says you say you, it makes you want to die. So your happiest moment is when you get to go on the road and read your poetry. So what I'm going to do is say we both want the same thing. We both want you out of that library. And one of the ways we can do that is to make sure you don't have unnecessary expenses or a, a, a fucked up. Why on schedule. earth? This is all sounds great, but why on earth this is your job? What, what? a horrible job you've given yourself. Yeah, I guess. Why is this? Isn't it? Isn't that compassionate? No, it's not empathy and compassion. It's, it is, but it's like it's it's a little mansplaining to be like let mansplaining? me mansplaining. You don't know mansplaining? No, mansplaining is when men like mansers. Uh, similar. Uh, mansplaining is when men attempt to explain, usually to women, but it can go in any direction. Um, concepts that women are already aware of, just because they're like, oh, little little girl, let me tell you how this goes. It's a little mansplaining or just splainy splainy. I call it paternal. 
Well, That's what my dad did for who me. Are you to, who are you to tell them? I'm I mean, ma- and even if I was you're just going to say, I'm a man. <laughs> but in that fantasy, it, was, it wasn't a woman. That was just, that no, could, no, that I, could be a male There's no friend. sexism to this. Absolutely true. Because uh, I've seen you, yes. With, I did, last night I had dinner with a, with a guy that I liked, enjoyed kind of I, hypothesizing I how to get you. him out of the library. It's completely paternal. But uh, who, and it's not even that's bad advice, but like, I don't know that anybody necess- – if, if they're not asking for it specifically, then you're just trying to fix everybody. Yeah, that's, that seems to be the problem that we're uncovering here. <laughs> and my, as my therapist would say, that sounds exhausting. Or as your mom it would say, exhausting. I'm just tired today. Yeah, it's like, so exhausting. And it, it, it's tough because I, what, what it means is that you, having answers, get to watch other people fuck up constantly. And you're like, oh, I could have helped you avoid that. But maybe they need to be miserable at a library for and four I don't, years and to I don't get even to where they are. Necessarily have the answer. Like I, I no, pick, no, I pick sure. poetry because I don't know anything about sure. the poetry world. But I'm like, there are probably some principles that are similar. And I certainly don't know anything about most anything that isn't like a performance sort of thing. But I do ache for the people that it's like it's like a war, right? All these comedians enlist, and we all become open micers, and then like. Some of us start succeeding and, and we know where to go where you don't get shot. And being shot means quitting and going straight and giving up. And it breaks, it breaks my heart. I'm not trying to sound like a good person, but this – oh, you should say I, I don't care why you're doing it. Yeah. <laughs> I just want it to stop. Uh, yeah, absolutely. It's not <laughs> helping you. It's not helping you to be the lord of the answers for everybody. <laughs> <laughs> so like, oh, I, and also, I mean, I have fucked up so badly. I've made so many huge mistakes in my life. But I swear to God, if someone had been like, here's how you should do this, I would have told them to fuck off. I would have not done it. And I also, even if I had followed their, I, their all of their logic, which very sound, I would have been... It wouldn't have been as sweet to get where I am now. I complete when you say that. Yeah, I completely hear you. Yeah, and I know you're right. Yeah, because nobody could have said. First of all, the advice that I give might not even be applicable anymore, what? given the you know the internet and, and how everything is changing. I'm like, you gotta go to the Boston Comedy Club and bark. Like that's not gonna work. Right. That club's closed. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like a lot of things are changing. But more importantly, this is this is that sort of hands-off parenting style that I admire when I see people not having an agenda, not trying to control as a means of anxiety reduction. Ooh, is they, that what it is? It could be. Maybe it makes me anxious that they're that they're I feel like they're gonna touch the stove and I'm the over overbearing parent. Yeah. You know what I mean? There's this moment, uh, in the movie The Hollywood Complex where this kid's gonna jump in the pool and his like stage mom is there. It's like a six feet deep pool and he's got goggles on. He's a real Dorcas Majoricus. <laughs> and she's like, just jump in, James. You're making me nervous, right? Like, and he's just like, Mom, it's going to be fine. It's like one of the grossest moments in the movie to me. Aww. Not gross, but what I mean by gross is it reflects back to me something where I know that I have a hard time letting, letting go someone, yeah. and being like, just jump in the just pool. Just do whatever you want. If you bang your foot, we're going to wrap it in a cast and you're going to go like, <laughs> I have this scar from when I jumped in the pool, but I don't jump in pools that are too shallow anymore the pool was fine by the way good but like i have a hard time with that t- let them touch the stove thing even though i admire it so much in other people as you're instructing me and probably some other people listening is the idea that we do we, we can't control everything can't it's not control anything, it, anything except for yourself barely that barely that and that's usually what controlling other people or trying to control other people is about is a a terror of actually taking control of yourself well that's that's what i'm saying yeah yeah the way that I tell people to like 
go get them is probably a direct reflection of the days that I just can't find in myself to go get them. Yeah. And I'm trying to give Tiger. them advice, but really I'm calling myself Tiger. Yeah. And it's so much easier to try and control other people than to, to work on yourself, really, ultimately. Fucking dick shit. <laughs> I mean... This is why I always go back to the commune. Can't we just live in a commune? We'll eat mangoes. We'll have bonfires. We'll blaze so much weed. There, there won't, we'll blaze so much there weed. There won't be any reason to not smoke weed. Like, I'm always like, I got that conference call. They'll, we'll just blaze weed. We'll play out of tune five string guitars. That sounds great. We'll throw pine needles in the fire. They smell so good. You swim. And as I've always said, everybody has their own separate space, but like you can come and get a fucking weird vegan treat you don't want from my <laughs> fridge, and I can cheat and eat a butter cookie from fucking from Joe Rose's fridge. <laughs> I just, but even that is is just like another way of me being like I just want. But it, and again, it, this is some good therapy, and I, I I do want to talk about you, but like you're just so helpful. <laughs> I've realized that it goes back to the pattern, and this is what we all. Sorry, I'm making it advice, but one of the things that I'm noticing is. It all has an origin. It all traces back to, okay, I had a family that didn't quite get along, and I would put on a show. And to this day, I'm doing that with audiences, yeah. and I'm doing it with people. Which, by the way, the, me to become a little bit cold and callous. Doing it with audiences, what a great coping mechanism. What a great way of uh, like for, like pushing that in a healthy direction. Yeah, it's the, That's spi- amazing. the spider bite, and I fought crime. I fought crime with it. That's right. Exactly. You want to fight right. crime with your spider bite? <laughs> it's a responsibility, all that whole quote that we hear over and over again. Do you hear they're giving Spider-Man back to Marvel? I didn't know what that meant. Where did he go? Marvel has been uh, I saw it all blocked from making Spider-Man movies because the Spider-Man movies already existed under whoever was making them. So now that's why he couldn't be in the Avengers. That's why he couldn't be in any of the movies. Uh, uh, and so now they're giving him back. Yeah. Because I did see that. And I thought people were like, just excited that, that Disney was producing it. Or something. No. But that means he can be in the new the Avengers. Rumor that, well, he in two, in yeah. two, yeah. uh, the rumor is that – It's too late to get him in two. The rumor is that there's a apparently some book that we're – and I'm I'm sure I'm butchering this. Captain America and Spider Man fight each other, Ooh. and they are maybe going to make that. See that I could get into because when he's fighting Thor, I'm like, what is this? <laughs> he's a god. He's literally a god with his big old hammer. Yeah. Who Who do I want to see Spider Man fight? Like another man that doesn't have spider powers. Okay. Like I want to see him fight him. I want Just to see like a Vander Holyfield. Like that would be interesting to me. There's only one compelling spider fight that I've ever seen, and it's in his origin story where he gets in the cage and crawls around and doesn't. Isn't fight. it lovely? That's the only one because that's, that's what time. you would do. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I always thought that was a fun time. That's a good. Uh, I like that part of that movie. I'm not ashamed of it. It's just like a good old sleeve of Chips Ahoy. I like all those Avengers. I'm excited to see. I'm so excited Spider-Man. for Yeah, and they're better together. You know what I mean? All of the the superheroes. Iron Man was fine. Iron Man two, Iron Man three. It doesn't matter. But like when when there's just Iron Man is just like a, a seasoning that you give this overall thing. I'm just like, ugh. I really so loved cool. Avengers, and th- I think there was a backlash afterwards, and I disagree with it. Uh, a I'm, backlash? People turned on it. People turned on it a little bit, not too much, but I loved it because they were embarrassed. They were like, "Did I just I fuck know. that?" I don't know. I don't know why they turned on it, but I loved it. I'm very excited for the it's second great. one. Great. Yeah, it's fantastic. It's a great movie. Yeah. And can I tell you, daytime finale. Give me a daytime finale. <laughs> I hate when important shit happens right. at night. You're right about that. Like, keep it well lit. How do you feel about Batman versus Superman or whatever? Batman Superman movie. Ready to be disappointed. <laughs> <laughs> because they're bringing my favorite. And I'm even pro Affleck. Are you? I'm okay. pro Affleck. Oh, of course. You, yeah. I'm on his side. It's not just a Boston thing. It's not just that it, we've met several times and I find him to be a charming and wonderful man with broad shoulders. It's not just that. <laughs> it's not just that. <laughs> It's and it's not even that I love the town and uh, whatever. 
Goodwill Hunting, obviously, but I'm trying to think of the later stuff. Not crazy about Argo, but that's because Kumail and I actually talked about that. It was it, I, I, it made me very xenophobic. I was like, oh, you go to another country and like people yeah. hate you, and I was like, that's not good. Yeah, that sucks. Henry Rollins comes on the show and he talks about going to all these, uh, you know, strange countries. He goes to Iran and stuff and like meets people. That, that's a story I want to hear. Interesting. Like being like, I met a man and we shared a meal and it was awesome. And Argo's like, no, if they're gonna kidnap you, if you're an American, you're gonna go over there and everyone wants to kill you. Whoopsie. So you better have Bradley Cooper on a rooftop because <laughs> because death and and unfriendliness is everywhere <laughs> fuck that shit <laughs> when did the when did they turn the scare you news into movies anyway it's true because we don't have anything we're super scared of at home anymore i guess all that like we don't have like we don't think our government's together enough to like be doing conspiracies against us so mm. now we have to go to other people's governments which i think is the great conspiracy <laughs> just like it's not us it's these guys <laughs> anyway um, let's talk about you a little bit more because I I, okay. <laughs> I I think you're so interesting and but I just appreciate your analysis. <laughs> we could have just called this the. Are we near the 300th episode? We could just be like Emily Gordon interviews Pete. You know what I mean? Like because <laughs> like, it's just been me. Just call it this bonus episode. But what's going on with you? I know you wrote a book. Uh yeah, my book's coming out in September of this year, and uh, it's I it, a lot. The book is about um, setting goals and like improving yourself. The book is about self improvement, kind of aimed at women, you hypocrite. But overall, you mansplaining. I'm just kidding. <laughs> that you, was really tricky you for me. Mansplaining <clears throat> to write it in a way that's like you've got to set these goals. You've got to figure out what Touch what the, the better version of yourself is today, and that better version may be different tomorrow. And you've got to set the steps for these goals. And if you have days where you're like, fuck all these steps and fuck all these goals, that's okay too. Mm. Like you have to just realize the whole point of the book is we're all constantly changing. I just want us to be a little more in control of how we're changing because mm. we're changing either way. Constantly. Every day we're changing. Every I day know. things are different. Every single day. I know because you did the podcast again and I was like, am I going to ask her about God? I was like, of course. I'm going to say, how do you feel about God <laughs> this moment? Right? <laughs> but uh, so it's all about, <clears throat> since we're all changing all the time, acting with intention. Learning to like, let's start taking a little more control instead of being like, the world's a crazy place and I don't know what's happening. Or if we're control freaks like myself and uh, possibly yourself, uh, I've got to fix everything or else it's all going to fall apart. Just being like, I need to work on acting with intention for myself and that's it. What's well, the, uh, I, I reference this and I always butcher, but it's the consciousness color spectrum, the spiral dynamics. That's what it's called. I don't know this. And uh, it's purple to red. Purple is the world happens to me. That's just oh. the color assigned to it. And red is I happen to the world. Well, that's locus of control also. That's how I know that uh, oh. expression. Locus of control, you either have an internal or external. External is, uh, oh, my God, they flunked me in that class. Yeah. Internal locus of control is, I oh, fuck, me. I didn't study and I forgot to yeah. show up and now I flunked a class. Passive voice versus active yeah. voice. Take and sometimes, yeah. And, and so I, I'm all about let's, let's take our locus of control and make it a little more internal. Instead of the world happening to you, you're yep. happening to the world. Well, I am the one who knocks. Yes. It goes from you have lung exactly. cancer to I am the one who knocks. Exactly. And That's all exactly right. of hip hop. Yes. <laughs> and all pretty uh, every movie. You a, know, lot of movies a lot of movies yeah. are just like Finding the world your agency. happens to me and then yeah. 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 So that's what the book is about. What's it going to be called? It's called Super You because it's got a vague superhero theme. Super You. Yeah. I love it. I would I'm not a publisher but <laughs> I would green light. Do they use the light system? Uh no. Not so much, but I it's would been green page that book. It's <laughs> it's in the editing process now, which has been pretty easy and cool so far. So yes. we'll see, we'll see. Um, but it's coming out in September, and so I don't have to. I was really budgeting 
that I wouldn't have to work on it a ton because uh, I have other stuff that I'm now having to work on. So yeah. luckily for me, it did not. Uh, I don't have to do a ton of work on it. So it'll come out in September. Well, you remain an inspiration. I'm not wrapping it up. I'm just saying you <laughs> remain an inspiration uh, to to me. <laughs> I, I was going to say to to, to, to Valerie or, or to women. Oh, I love her. I I know she's just the best person, but. You're inspiring. I, I think the way that you navigate existence is is inspiring. I thank you for saying that. I fucked it up a whole bunch, so I think now you uh, sure I'm did. working on it. You got it all out of the way. I'm working it out now. I guess that's one of the things. Like I've never had an impulse with you to be like, "Well, you should do." You know what I mean? And and that's comforting to me. Maybe that's why one of the reasons why we're such good friends is I huh. get to go like. This is fine. You've never had that impulse. I feel like I'm. I'm I've surprised. given you advice. No, no, you haven't. You actually haven't given me advice, but I'm. I'm quite surprised at that because I do feel like. Um, well, maybe you ask, but you also ask for advice if you want it. That's true. Or if you want to talk it out, I just always. I think I'm always of, of the impression that people think I'm not doing enough. That's one of the reasons why you're doing more than enough. <laughs> this has been all things considered. <laughs> That's really interesting. I honestly was like, people think that I'm, I do nothing and I just sit around because my husband makes a lot of well, money. Well, see, Val has that feeling too from time to time. And uh, she's really in a place where she's kind of figuring out what she wants to do. So yeah. she's doing lots of different things, but a lot of them are not paying. Or, you mm-hmm. know, they're, they're test, I've done testing, that for years. Yeah. Testing waters. And I'm so happy to give her that opportunity. Uh, or, or to be a part of witnessing that opportunity, or whatever you want to put. I don't want to, whatever. What was that pop up? Anyway, so Kumail gets to be like, I'm on Silicon Valley. Yes, he has a very defined thing that he's doing. Yes. You can tune in to my job. Yes. Whereas, you can watch. You want to see what I do? You can watch. Yeah, it. I do like 15 different things, and some of them I'm not even able to really talk about, and one of them won't come out until September. And right. it's, uh, it's a little tougher. People. Yeah, and then I still get people who, like, for Meltdown, uh, people will be like, oh, uh, they let you work on the TV show? <laughs> yeah, thank you. <laughs> Which is a horrifying thing to say to a human being. <laughs> yeah. Oh, they let you. Yeah, Meanwhile, if there was a Meltdown that was just Kumail and Jonah, it, it would have ended it in, been like, two months. A phone camera <laughs> filming Lance Bangs' butt. <laughs> I don't know Which, why By the way, that's Lance a show Bang. I would have watched. I'd watch Lance Bangs' butt. He's the best. He's just, the, he's white punches. Guy. And what's yeah. better than funches? Yeah, that's true. Maybe, what can, <laughs> the racist Maybe joke. I'll tell you what's better than funches. Quite uh, funches. Nothing funches. No. <laughs> <laughs> He's a different guy. It's totally fine. Uh, that's so funny and racist. Uh, and obviously just a joke. Um, so, I don't know. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, I had a question, but I was like, well, what do you want to say? Uh, I, don't, I don't know. What's your question? That's what I want to say. What else are you doing? Um, I have a couple of other things. Uh, Camille and I have been working on a feature together, and that's kind of coming Oh, yeah. Nicely. I'm aware of that. Yes. Uh, I'd like to read it at one point. That would be... We would love that. Um, I'll be very critical. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. Here's what you should do with it. <laughs> well, I remember I read Camille. I guess a person like me in a certain dose can be very helpful. You oh, know what I mean? My dear, no, you're always... No, no, no. I just mean I remember I read Kumail's Comedy Central pilot years and years ago. Yeah. And I remember I had some pretty clutch... I was like, these are clutch notes. I didn't say anything like negative, but I was like, that should be this. And we still kind of talk about it. He was like, that was a good note. That's been good. a fun thing for me. I've written now two pilots. Um, and the second one, the second one I love. The first one was just like kind of me like doing a thing. And that's... And now I have like a team of people who give me notes on stuff. And that's been a fun... I really, really like that because I love writing. Writing is where I'm happiest mm. overall. Just alone, t- yeah. tippity type type. Yeah, tippity type type. But uh, <laughs> I, I got tired of telling my story over and over again. So it's been cool to like I can tell a, a version of my story in like a pilot or in like a, a 
And it doesn't have to be me every time. Yeah, you can take a nugget of your experience. So lovely. And then surrounded in horseshit. Surrounded in horseshit. Yeah. Uh, and that's been such a, that's been amazing for me because I was like, I'm getting tired of talking about myself. Like, yeah. I'm really sick of it. I'm I getting understand. tired of doing all this other stuff. Um, when, and- I, when that happens to me, I just take a few days off from recording podcasts and then I'm back. <laughs> yeah. And then I talk to a friend for hours about my family issues. <laughs> what what are what are so you love writing what are your issues cuz you must know your own character pretty well just from your own creative explorations of it my issues so of, somebody said, as a human yeah it was like my oh, my mom's in love with me and i clearly mm-hmm. have a savior complex and i have puritanical leanings and i have existential problems what what are your things um i have a, a definite problem with wanting to be incredibly Easily digestible and easily to be around, mm. um, around other people and not wanting to ever put them out or be uh, anything other than just like, uh, I call her the punk rock Stepford, Stepford wife, like just a, like a, like a, it's me, but it's also like, oh, anything you need, I'm here, I can help you out. I'll, right. I have a, a, a problem with wanting to be that all the time, even if I don't feel well, even if I'm sick, even if I'm in a horrible fucking mood. Yeah. I don't think that I should ever burden anybody with what's wrong with me. Ever. Interesting. Um, and that, I think, is uh, partially a Southern upbringing. And the peacemaking thing, I have to imagine. And the peacemaking, yeah. yeah. Um, and so that's why for a long time, I, when I was sick, I would just ignore it or like like force other people to like ignore it. But you seem decisive. I mean, we've talked about breakups and stuff. Like, you seem to know how to inconvenience people with your feelings a little bit better. Uh, yeah, I, I'm definitely better so at it. It's still very hard. Yeah, absolutely. If I'm if I'm in a bad mood, I'll just like leave a party rather than like be at a party or even try to cheer myself up. I'll just be like, I, I should I don't deserve to be around other people right now, which is a problem. That's like not great. I wonder if I have that too. I, I'm always trying yeah. to unpack why I don't want to go to parties. <laughs> yeah, because you feel like you have to like I've got to be the best version, yeah. quote unquote, best version of myself at this thing, and maybe I don't always feel like being that best version. And is that oh, okay? It's exhausting. It's I exhausting. Know. Yeah, and so you have to come up with a version of yourself that can exist and not exhaust you for me and I, I actually talk about this in the book a lot because it's something I didn't realize I I don't know if I'm super extroverted I think I'm pretty introverted but I realize that being social is good for me mm. so it's worth it to me to be tired sometimes to be around friends mm. like I'm, I'm okay with it being exhausting maybe it's not always supposed to be like energizing and it's the best right. I'm okay with that because I know I need it but then there are some days where I can't. I'm just like, no, I can't do this. I think I'm an introvert, it turns out. Yeah, I, I've come to that realization yeah. probably around the same time. It's kind of crazy. I thought, yeah. I, And I can be incredibly social. You put me at a party, I will entertain the fuck out of everyone. I think there's a – when you meet a real extrovert, you're like, oh, there's, yeah. there's a certain uh, lack of self-awareness that they seem to delight in. <laughs> well, you know what I mean? And I'm not saying all of them. <laughs> but they're like, uh, like even when I'm being really extroverted, I'm still kind of like – Keep it in check, <laughs> Don't go nuts. And like a real extrovert doesn't – is a little bit more guileless and just kind of like devil may care. And- I think of a real extrovert as being – I always think of Kurt Braunohler, who may disagree with this, but I he is like, I will hang out with five friends all day and then what are we doing after – like, I'm going to go home and take a shower and then what are we doing? Yeah. Whereas after f- hanging out for five hours, I'm like, I got to go be away from you. Not I, only that. I, I, everybody, I'll- yeah. You give me two days to recover. Go away, yeah. yeah. Whereas Kurt, to me, is always uh, up for hanging out, always up for always going from That's one social Oren. event to another. Orin is exactly the yeah. same. Always, these always are do- up for These it. are dogs. They're dogs. Maybe there are dog people. And I don't think there's anything. I think that's... Uh, I, I'm not like, they must die like dogs. <laughs> I just mean like, they're like dogs. Yeah. And they're like, 
your dog will never be like another walk. Yeah, never. And that's a level of sophistication and a level to me of extroversion that I will never have. I, I need time off. Yeah, I don't like it. I kind of I, I love it in other people, and I love it in Orin because he's always like setting up fun shit to do. Yeah, um, I like that. I know if like even tonight if we wanted to watch, uh, we're rewatching Fargo. He'll come over. Yeah. I'll be, and even if he's like, I can't be there till 11. <laughs> Pretty classic Warren. <laughs> Something I'll never say. <laughs> what my I can't be there till 11 is, uh, I can't do it. <laughs> I, I will see you some other day. <laughs> but I'm learning. Maybe there should be less snuggling. Maybe less snuggling. Kind of love snuggling, though. Yeah, but I think you ruined the, you ruined the pussy with the snuggling. Then uh, the, you just delay the pussy. Maybe what the delaying that sounds nice. I feel like instead you're you're sublimating the pussy with snuggling. I don't know. I yeah. could be wrong. It's just weird that it's all kind of made of similar ingredients. It's so interesting, right? Yeah. You think vagina pussy would be one we, we thing. We could say vagina. I don't know. Maybe we could switch vagina to vagina. Vagina would be one thing and that uh snuggling would be like a completely different animal. But do you snuggle with anybody other than someone you're dating? Just her and my mom. <laughs> I don't even know if you were joking. I do not snuggle with my mom anymore. <laughs> anymore. <laughs> and that's like, that's a new thing. You're like, find things you both like. Snuggling? Yeah, like snuggling with each other. Oh, uh, when I was Lord. single, I would I would have snuggle buddies, both male and female. Snug buds. And no part of it was sexual, but it was just like, oh, all of us are single and we miss being touched. Yeah. Why don't we snuggle? And it never got sexual with one guy. And I was like, I'm sorry, you got to get out of the snuggle, buddy. And then getting massages, I thought was helpful too. Taking care of that, like being touched intimately without yeah. leading to sex. I also get massages a lot. Yeah, maybe you should that... stop getting massages too. But the shoulder, yeah. just get the shoulders. A lot of tension. Yeah. <laughs> Stuff. Also, I just found that there's that Thai place in my neighborhood. Soup's cheap. Which one? I can't. What? No, I think I go there too. <laughs> is it? Pete is now writing something down. Is it that one? I have not been to that one. I go to another one, but someone has recommended that one to me. This one's good. It depends on who you get. See? Yeah. It always does. But 90% they're great. Okay. Here's the thing. You can Massage seems like such a luxury item, but like if you find a place that will do it 40 bucks for an hour. Amazing. And you close can, to your house? And close to your house. You can do it. You know, I'm not saying you do it once a week, but I'm just saying as opposed to you go to a spa, you're looking Very at like true. $300. It's like a whole day yeah. Especially I, as much as I love the Korean spas that you and I have been to and yeah. we've all been to, it is like, oh, I have to set aside like four hours of my day to go to I don't to this. care for it. Yeah. This, the, when it's a real game changer. Being so close, yeah. just as you are, to, to things. God, it's the best. I love, I love it so, so much. Yeah, it's a good time. Uh, so you have a hard time not pleasing people? Mm-hmm. Is That's that definitely true. I mean, I'm sure I have No, I'm just kidding. Is that all that you wanted to share when you kind of thought um, of it initially? Yeah, maybe. I think so. I think I remember your God answer. Yeah, I do. You had a great episode. It was that idea that when someone gets hit by a car, when everybody comes out. Yeah, I believe in group. Group. The power of groups. Power I still do. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. No, I think you'd be foolish not to. Yeah. There's something about it. Yeah, it's so magical. When everybody starts acting as one, it's it's still the most. That's still why I love running a comedy show. It's been almost five years, for God's sakes. I know, and that really is what makes live comedy, live music, live everything. Even watching a movie, I love it. That's on TV, and you know everyone else is watching it. Yep. Even though I don't watch the Super Bowl, I still like it when I hear. I mean, and by that See I mean the I didn't tweets. watch it this year. Yeah. Uh, just hearing the cheers, literally. With oh, the, in your if, neighborhood, if the windows are open. That's you'll cute. hear cheers and stuff, and you're like, oh, it's kind of like that holding hands scene in Avatar. <laughs> Do you have any, anything happen recently that made you think about 
the meaning of life. Let, we don't even have to say God ha- has. Ha- I could just say forget what happened. We don't have to tra- trace its source. But what do you think? If I asked you today, which I am, okay, what is the meaning of this? Is it just? Uh, I think uh, nothing. My answer is you have to figure that out, and that is the answer: is that you have to spend your whole life trying to figure out what that is, like kung fu. Yeah, and then. Uh, yeah, God knows I would never want to dictate cause love. No, I don't think that's it because it's not true for everybody. Uh, accepting yourself, I think maybe that might be part of it for me. Uh, actually, fully accepting who you are mm-hmm. and not trying to like that means that can still mean that you can make improvements and make changes, but like accepting your person as you are right now. That to me is very important because I had a really hard time with that for a long time. I'm much mm-hmm. better now, but mm-hmm. I still, I guess that would be my other issue is that I have, uh, I don't always uh, fi- think that I'm. Attractive, and I don't always think that I'm good at stuff. Hmm. And and it's a in a way that I can ignore it. It's like just a low level thing in the back, and I'm like, ah, oh, shut the fuck up. I got this. I can do this. But it's always there. It's always I, like you don't know what you're doing. I think that's so important to say. So I'm writing scripts myself right now, and they got really good feedback from like important people that I was very happy about. I was so thrilled over the moon. And I that's not the part of the story I want to share. The part of the story that I want to share is that while you're writing it, you're like. You just pulling this out of your ass. What the fuck are you doing? And then he says, "Get out of town, Phil." And then Phil says, "If we left town, we wouldn't have a problem." Act break. And you're like, "Well, you feel like a loon." They're gonna know that I'm. I don't know what I'm doing. Right. Gonna figure that out. A script is something somebody else writes. Yeah. Big fraud complex. And I think that to me, that's also fraud partially complex. Uh, I'm always gonna be found out as a fraud. I think that's a very female problem. But I've talked to shit tons of men that have it too. But uh, I had a degree that proved that I was good at what I did uh, when I was a therapist. I had a p- literal piece of paper that I had on the wall that I could point to and go, see, I know what I'm doing. You can tell because yep. I have this thing. And now I've moved into a career that there are no pieces of paper. And I really, really, I realize now I hung way too tight on that piece of paper as being mm. like, see, I promise I know what I'm doing. Right. Uh, and I don't have that now. And it took me years to kind of like get comfortable with like, Oh, you know how I know how to run a comedy show? Because I've been running a comedy show. Right. That's how I know. That's how I, that's, that's it. That's all you really have, ultimately. Although you will have a book. I will have a book. We'll be an author. Which is like pages and pages of diplomas. 83,000 words. 83K. That's a lot of words. I had to count them up. Um, but, I, and even that, does that prove anything? It's hard. Like, it's tough. I kept wanting, to, I actually I kept arguing with my publisher. I was like, I really think it should say on the front of the book that I was a former therapist. And she was like, Emily, people are going to want to read this book regardless of if you have your credentials on it. And I was like, okay, think that that was nice. Because I kept mm. thinking no one's going to want to, and she, and it's mentioned in the book and it's fine. Sure. But like, I wanted that front and center just to be like, see, I'm qualified. I promise right, I'm right, qualified. Right, right, and she right. was like, you don't need to do that. Right. It's actually fine. I yeah. still don't know if I 100% agree with her because I do think it's an interesting take of like, oh, this person well, it's just is... just how we all know you, you know? Yeah, exactly. So, um, yeah. So that's a that's been weird for me to like go from... What does it say? Super you and... There is a subtitle. We're still we're still discussing that subtitle. Can I, have, can I make a vote on, Get the, in here. on the air? Get in here. What's the... What is it? Um, oh, no. It's oh, like, it's like literally like eight different things and they're all like minutia. Oh. We're, it's like I have a team of people that I'm like going back and forth with about what the subtitle will be, but I think part of it will be no capes necessary. Oh. But I don't know the rest of it. We're still working that out. And then we have to do the cover. There's a whole thing. I really wanted to be on the cover. They were like, nobody knows who you are, so they don't want you on the cover. Oh. I know, right? I was a little bummed out about that too, but they're right. The cover should be catchy, and it doesn't. I'll, sh- I'll be on the back of it. Yeah. But I think part of me was like, no, I get to. They're like, we're, we're negotiating for back flap. <laughs> 
You're not on the back. If you're lucky. <laughs> yeah. You'd be lucky to get back flap. Uh, yeah. It's, uh, it's been a really lovely experience, but it's, a, it's been a very interesting one. And writing a book is a lonely and long process, but I'm glad I've done it. Yeah. Yeah. It's hard. Actually, when I'm, I'm off with TJ. He's riffing. We, so many things. We're doing like 15 more takes. <laughs> Middle ditch won't stop dancing. So many dancing. He's doing all the dances. Today's our last day of filming. Today, I, literally today. Can we be friends again? Can we hang out again? Yeah, he's been gone. He And also, they've been having to work. I don't think he'd mind me saying this. Like, 10 days in a row, because they're a little bit over. So, my husband has been at work every single day for the last, like, 10 days, 14 hours a day. It's been real intense. Yeah, it's been an intense schedule. So, I have not seen him very much at all. Which has been both good and terrible. Like, we got to have lunch yesterday, and I was, like, so excited to see him. Oh, really? It's one of those, yeah. Yeah, you guys have been doing the opposite of snuggling. <laughs> I have to assume some of that candy corn colored black dick. <laughs> that tri-colored kumail dick. Oh man, I wish that'd never been brought up, but that's okay. <laughs> um well Emily, I love it. Yeah. I love you. I love you too. Thank you. Good man. Thank you. Do you feel good? I know I, I did I feel a good. lot of the Yamron. No, we I think I I think we I think we did it. I think good you job. were great. Oh thanks. I mean coming here I was you know, you always have that feeling like, what if we don't have anything to say? I had the same thing. Because we see each other. We see each other. And I've already done the podcast once. So you can't hit all the big shit that people always want to talk to me about. But yeah. we still kind of did. Well, yeah, we we did. just updated. We did update. I'm proud of us. I'm proud of us too. We did well. I'm proud of all of you for listening. Thanks. People usually make a joke like, for those of you who are still listening. <laughs> people listen all the way to people your podcast. People listen. Yeah. They listen. I had someone ask me to do a podcast the other day and said, it's kind of a Pete Holmes style podcast in that it goes until it stops. Ha, <laughs> huh, like I made that up. And then now I realize that I've gone back on my own thing. It always hits two hours. Two hours? What? Almost hours. What's the longest? You've Matt Myra, 345. That makes sense. We were talking about a breakup. Yeah, I remember. A, I remember that breakup. I remember that breakup. He sent me the other day a picture of himself. I'm sorry, myself. Uh, that that specific girlfriend and uh, an ex girlfriend of Chris Hardwick's, and he was like <laughs> the last one standing. <laughs> oh, the power team! <laughs> they were lovely girls. <laughs> what are you gonna do? <laughs> kind of shit on them at the end of a podcast. No, I don't, I don't even never know shit. them. I no. don't even know. They were all lovely girls. Sometimes things just don't work out. It happens. True that. Yep. Uh uh uh. Why you do that? Trying to be a tough dad. Will you be making me laugh, crazy joy, when I see the eyes of my baby boy? Oh, yeah. I pledge to you, I will always do all that I can. Show you how to be a man. Dignity, integrity, honor, and I don't mind if CD you lose wrong. long if you came with it. And you can my... cry. Ain't no shame you in it. Way it too... didn't work out with me and your mom, but push Shoves come to shove, you, you was conceived in love. love. That's all I know. That's all, that's Push come to the shove, you were conceived <laughs> and then in I, love. I try and get in on the that's all I know. I knew a lot. Oh, that's all I know. <laughs> that's all I know. On my CD, where that CD go? I just know that part where he's trying to figure out where CD-ROMs go. Oh, right. Yeah, it's cute. His son shows him where to put the CD. That little monster, Jaden. I went to Calf Gratton. Jade was there. Old, of course he was. Old J.D. Jade. I know. I kind what of a weird little kid he is. Rethink my food choice. <laughs> no, no, I'm just kidding. He, one of his friends had a full fireman's jacket on. That's that actually, <laughs> Now I'm back on board with Jaden. Back on board. <laughs> They're probably great kids, but holy shit. It's hard to be a Hollywood kid, I think. <laughs> oh, sure. Yeah. Just keep yourself in a volcano. <laughs> Not Jaden. I'm just saying, like, if I were, uh, if my parents were Will and... What's his wife's name? Jade. Jaden. Jada. 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 That's, that's why, why I couldn't think of it. That's why uh, her name is Willow, the daughter, and the son's name is Jaden because it's Jada and Will. I just figured that out a couple weeks ago and I've been telling everyone. 
I think that's okay. Pete's making a terrible face. I don't like it. Okay. <laughs> that's fair. Thank you, Emily Gorgon. Thank you. Would you say it? Oh. You know what to say. Um, yeah, I'll say it. Keep it crispy, everybody. Will you not say it? Yeah, I guess maybe not. <laughs> I'd forgotten about it. <laughs> now leaving Nerdist.com. 